0: All right, man. Well, I'm excited to talk to you. I'm sitting here with Brett Strong. Yeah,
1: it's been, been a long time. Been, uh, been a while, dude. Well, so let's see. the Last time we actually hung out, I think was my bachelor party.
0: It was. We, it was in in that time that, frame, man. Yeah, yeah,
1: that was 2016.
0: Not counting work, you know, right, yep. crossing the street to oh, hang yeah, out.
1: Crossing the street. <laughs> I got to thinking about that the other day. Actually, I was at work. I was working on a trailer, standing up on the scaffolding, I'm like, Man, I used to get Snapchats from him with a laser on my back from <laughs> yeah, across the road. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was that
0: was that yeah. was a time, man. Yeah,
1: it was. It was a good time.
0: If uh that's gonna happen. Yeah. That's gonna happen while the kids are out there. If uh if my old boss wasn't so greedy, man, I might still be there, you know what I mean? But Him and I had a talk, and I basically told him I wasn't running the machines half the night, and I was still hitting my piece rate, and I was like, dude, listen, I know you're making 70 plus cents a pound, 30 cents on some of the shit jobs, but if you want these machines to run the rest of the night, I just need a penny an hour, or a penny a pound. You know, I just want one penny a pound. Oh, man. You have that. That's fine, dude. That's fine. (laughs) This is not that professional. Right. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, he didn't want to do it.
1: So, yeah, you get so. that, especially at the, I don't know if I want to call that a smaller company, but, like, the smaller big-time guys, it seems like they're a little greedier than the big-time, big-time guys.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, they've, they've got to make it count. You,
1: know, you compare that to, like, my work where, you know, it's a multi-billion-dollar company, and they're, it almost seems like sometimes they're a little more lenient on giving stuff out, giving out the raises, giving the little extra for the people who are worth it.
0: And I don't know if there's any incentive on the back end, like tax breaks for giving bonuses or for giving raises, but it almost seems like there's got to be some sort of a... Because when you're that small, I mean, in that place I was on third shift, and if I had two other guys in the shop, it was a fully staffed night. And I not only had to run the machines, but manage those guys, and it's like he had just bought that company from the previous owner. So he was in a position of trying to turn profits and stuff. And it's like, like right. you said, dude, you get to a billion dollar corporation, you don't have those worries. You know, right. you're not pinching pennies the same way that, cause there's probably some way you can just write it off be like, whoops. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, you got that nice big old cushion to fall back on if you need it. That's true. That's where, you know, if you're only making say a million dollars a year, that's not as much of a cushion as if you're making $2.7 <laughs> $2. billion a year.
0: A million dollars a day? Yeah. Of, not even, dude. Just more than that.
1: Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous money. It's... Man. But that's why we can screw shit up and not get in trouble all the time, too. <laughs> so least we got that big old cushion behind us. That's, Ex- why, that's why I haven't left there. That's why I'm still working there.
0: Yeah. It's... Experiment. Jesus. It's a little more rattly than it usually is. He must be... <laughs> He must really be throwing some yeah, getting rowdy up there. <laughs> yeah. Well also she's in the kitchen. Really? As she should be.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, she's gonna hate that when she hears that. But she is in the kitchen washing some bottles and stuff and
1: right.
0: that means the kids are gonna be out there with her. Leon's always up her ass, so Yeah. That comes with it's,
1: it. You know, that's how it is with Abilene. Shoot she's up mom's butt all day long and then as soon as I get home it's my turn. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> Attached to my hip.
0: <laughs> that's not a bad thing, though. You no, said she's four? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, so she that's... turned four. That's... Uh, you had her out fishing yet?
1: She's been out there just... Like, my in-laws have a cabin up in Harrison. We'll take her down by the lake and we'll do the fishing and stuff, but... Awesome. I think this year is going to be a little more interesting now that she she should actually be able to do it, actually do the fishing, yep. rather than just... Playing with the pole and getting a wraper on the dock every <laughs> five seconds. But.
0: Reeling in your fish, right? Yeah, yep. that's cool, man. Oh yeah. So is she like uh, pretty active in the yard and stuff with oh, you? Or?
1: man, barefoot, running yep. all over the place—wood chips, gravel, grass—they don't matter. <laughs> she's she's barefoot and racing everywhere, and it's it's great.
0: Yeah, that's that's yeah. good to hear, man. Because yeah. that that kind of solidifies the theory I have on it being a natural thing for kids to just. Be barefoot and crazy.
1: Oh, yeah, she is. She fits right <laughs> in. And then in our house, like, we don't have internet, she gets bored of the TV real easy, which is awesome, because then she'll, well, most of the time it's because she'd rather pester us, but it'll get her outside, and yeah, you know, she'll follow me around out there, and it's a whole lot better than having her playing games or on a phone or with a tablet <laughs> in front of her face or something.
0: Yeah, dude, that's, that's where this next generation is going, man, is uh, being raised by YouTube yeah you know literally youtube and teachers bro
1: yeah oh yeah and she's homeschooled too so oh awesome her and the oldest her homeschool
0: dude that's awesome Yep, that's so good to hear dude especially since uh you know all this random gender stuff going on it's yeah, a lot of what enforcing
1: pull them out and do the homeschool stuff was that was in amongst other things uh know just the the little threats and stuff that the kids are always making to each other and it's to a point now where you don't know if that threat is gonna happen or not dude like back in our day i'd be like man i'm gonna shoot your ass and (laughs) and, you know it it, it didn't yeah well (laughs) pellet guns don't really count (laughs) (laughs) but now it's like holy crap you know like is this really gonna happen or is it not so we're we're like all right we're just gonna do homeschool for now on Bentley hasn't had any issues in school so we still got him going but he he makes better choices with his friends so he's still going to public school with the girls we're doing homeschool with them
0: I can see that but he's also kind of at the end of that era man where it's like the same with Kia you know I mean she's going through a transition right now where she's got a phone and all of her friends have phones, so she's trying to learn how to use social media, and her mom doesn't really mediate it, you know? So it's like, uh, we actually, (laughs) we just had an issue where I come downstairs the other morning, and Bree's like, so I know it's not my place, but uh, Kia's phone went off, and I looked to see who it was, and it was someone named Dumbass. And I was like, no.
2: Oh. <laughs> here, <with> the, <laughs> fucking, here we
0: go, dude. Yo, here we here go. Here we go. And it's not that I was really mad. I wouldn't even say I was disappointed, because remember when we were 12?
1: Oh, yeah. Fucking, I'm sure I had somebody like that in my phone. Well, I didn't go until I was 16, 17, but the same right. thing. Right.
0: Oh, but, yeah. you know, you call one of your friends, hey, dumbass, you know, or hey, you motherfucker. Which I actually found out is more of a Michigan thing to be like, fuckers, you know what I mean? That fucker. So. Really? Yeah, more yeah, like that. a Midwestern, Michigan, Wisconsin type thing. Hmm. Yep.
1: As you know, I think of that. I don't think anybody ever said that much because I lived down in Tennessee for a while.
0: Yeah, going to school, right? Yep. Yep.
1: I don't think I heard that much down there. <laughs> so yeah, I'd have to say you're probably right there.
0: Yeah, dude, that's uh, <clears throat> that's weird. Yeah, it is. Well, shit. Let me uh, let me offer you a beer really quick. All right. What do you want? I got lemon radlers and. I got Guinness in here. Let's do Guinness. Oh yeah. I'm gonna start
1: with a rattler. I'll I'll let you be
0: the first to open yours too. Hey,
1: thank you.
0: Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. I'm glad you reached out. I'm glad you reached out. The uh, you know, I've been meaning to reach out to Sawyers and everybody, and it's just right now, dude, I've I've honestly got a lot Whoa Jesus. Got a lot lot going on between work and fucking minimum of 50 hours a week and this and the kids it's like you know the second you start reaching out it's like you got to make time to hang and honestly i'm kind of in a lockdown position for at least realistically probably two more years till they start school or at least till leon starts school right and it's like summertime not not as much i guess because my work usually slows down, but that's never a guarantee you right know, so
1: it yeah. Do slow down in the summer
0: isn't that contradictory as fuck yeah, I mean, think about it though, <laughs> man, like this weekend coming up memorial weekend is the biggest weekend in the boat industry um It's basically basically our holidays, like boat season starts, you know, right. so you got a bunch of dealers that want all their boats as many as they can by Memorial Day. And then, uh, after that, dude, you just fin The main thing is you build all winter. So you have inventory for early summer and then whatever you have in the summer, people usually have already bought or, you know, you might have trickle sales where they go out, their boat's a piece of shit. They got to put too much money in it. So they sell it, trade in, get a new boat, or maybe a buddy goes out with his friend and he's got a badass boat and he's like, you know what? I might want to get one of these two so we can go out together and then.
1: Right,
0: You know, you get those, but yeah, right. it's, it's usually you build all winter. So you have inventory to sell.
1: Sell. In the summer. summer spring, yeah. summer, early summer. Yeah. I don't see pe- many people buying boats mid-summer to late summer into fall. Price sales taper right off. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. And we try to do a thing where, um, we hold like a. Dealers' convention basically, where we just take a bunch of orders. Dealers come in, they look at our boats, you know, we put models out, they place orders, and then we have those to build off through the winter. And then, obviously, you know, you're still able to take orders throughout the years. People, you know, as we're building them, we're working our way out of our backlog. But then you have other dealers that are like, All right, you know, I'd like to get one of these ordered, or I had just had a guy call me about this, so we're still. Constantly getting sales, but it usually tapers off about right now. So,
1: right, hell, yeah.
0: you know. And if we do our job, we won't have any work for the summer, you know. But shit always happens, man. I,
1: right, I'm sure there'll always be work, you know. With as big as that place is, as many boats they're cranking out, there'll <laughs> always be work. That, that place ain't going anywhere.
0: That and shortages, yeah. material shortages, people shortages, how, fucking.
1: How bad did material shortages hit that place? Were bad, real bad. Bad, dude. Same here parts and we'd be waiting up to uh, let's see here we had one truck it was down for a a front radar sensor which is a collision mitigate part of the collision mitigation system on the trucks yep and that truck sat out back of our shop for like almost i think it was over six months i want to say it's close to eight months (laughs) waiting on this front (laughs) radar sensor and we picked that truck clean there we probably robbed just about every part you could off of that truck, just putting other trucks back because we couldn't get them. It's like, how can we not get a water pump for a Cummins ISX? Like, this is one of the most common engines should, on the road in big trucks. That should be standard but everywhere. Can't get them. <laughs> <laughs> you call the dealers up, they're like, nope. You yeah. looked because we ain't had one in three months. You ain't getting it either. <laughs> they literally
0: picked the phone up with, uh, nope. <laughs> yep.
1: Nope, we don't got it.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, that's actually pretty crazy. We um, The old lady's Jeep up there, she needs a rear-end differential. We've been waiting on that, bitch. We were told, okay, like three months ago, we were told, like, all right, well, we'll get a notification when it ships. They're not even going to ship it for 45 days. It's like, what the fuck? Okay. Damn. Here we are three, well, more than that now. Fuck, it's almost June. It's so almost six, seven months later. Yeah, we don't know when we're going to get it. You can look around for it, but, I mean, we're the dealership, you know. Right. We should be we're, able to find we're it. We're first in
1: line. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's like, <laughs>
0: fuck, dude.
1: Well, that's where we got shafted a few times, actually, because the dealer would get the part in, but if they got something on their lot that needs that part, they're yeah. going to use it before they're going to sell it. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's like.
0: <laughs> they might be looking at a pallet of them, and they're like, nope. Right. We ain't got any.
1: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Not sending them out.
0: No, man. That's rough. Yeah,
1: that, yeah, that whole, that time span where everything was short. You know, it was it was nuts I, for a lot of people, too. Like, in the medical supply. Yes. Like, uh, I used to have to go down to U of M all the time for infusions, and there'd be signs up everywhere. You know, butterfly needles, we can't get them. You're going to get an IV for your blood draws. You're going to, you know, it's like. What? Really? Yeah. The, they, you Normally, you ever donated blood? Yeah, yeah. Now they have that little plastic butterfly shaped thing with a needle coming out of the middle. Yeah. It's got a little tube hook to it, a little coupler on the end. Yep. None. There was a long, long stretch, probably a couple of years, where they could not get them. They wouldn't use them. If you were there for a blood draw, you're getting an IV put in, then they'd take it right back out once they were done.
0: <clears throat> wow. Yeah. And then what, they just drip it in a pan? <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm surprised they didn't. Know. Then, like, they, we... <laughs> they still put it in the vacuum tubes, but yeah, you just drip this in a pan for a minute. <laughs> yeah,
0: we don't even have a tube for you, dude. Just tink, tink, tink,
1: tink. Yeah. Just cut the tip of your finger <laughs> off next time. Jesus. Dude.
0: Wow, man. You know, Going to U of M for infusions. What happened?
1: Uh, let's see here. Where do you want me to start with that? Like The square, beginning. Square one. Square
0: one. Yeah, we got, dude, we got time.
1: Yeah. So.
0: If you gotta take a break. You just let me know, man.
1: Right on. So, uh, March 8th, 2021, I found a lump in my right armpit. I said, well, what the hell? That's weird. You know, it felt like a little marble up in there. So said, what the heck is that? But I had... My wife, Amy, she felt it. That ain't right. You need to go get that looked at. So I had an ultrasound on my armpit. Oh, yeah, there's something in your armpit. It's like, oh, no shit, I can feel (laughs) it with my fingers. (laughs) Thanks. $600. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I went and seen a surgeon. Because at that point, I was like, man, you know, I'm noticing it all the time. It's driving me nuts. Anytime I move my, as a mechanic, I'm always moving my arms around and stuff. Yeah. So man, this thing's driving me nuts. I got to know what the hell's going on think, you know, maybe an infected lymph node or something. Yeah.
0: Plugged gland.
1: Right. So my doctor refers me to a surgeon. You see him and here's where I screwed up big time. Like big time, big time. Uh, He said, we can stick a needle in it and see what it is or I can just take it out. I'm like, get it out of there. I don't want it in there. It's driving me nuts. I, yeah. Should have biopsied it. Should have biopsied it first because it was melanoma. What? Yep. So he took it out, got the pathology back on it. He said, yeah, it was, a, it was a melanoma tumor in your lymph node. And he said, I took out that one and five more lymph nodes and we sent them all out. And pathology come back. The additional five he took out were all good. But the one with the tumor in it was a cancerous tumor that came from skin cancer. Meaning it made it through my skin and into my body, into my, uh, we call it system. Yeah. Carried it to there where it's filtered out by the lymph node. Him, him going into that surgery, not knowing it was cancer, caused it to spread even more.
0: Damn. So
1: without me knowing that either, I go to see a oncologist, cancer doctor at Sparrow and leave his name out of it. Was that
0: your second mistake?
1: Yeah. (laughs) That was was another mistake. Big time one. So if you got cancer or you end up with cancer or anybody listening to this ever has anything to do with cancer or has a loved one with cancer or even knows their neighbor's, you know, second cousin in a different (laughs) state that might have cancer, don't go to Sparrow. Don't go to any, go and find an actual cancer center. With a physician that specializes in it. Yeah. Because if you end up with, you know, a doctor or a surgeon or something that doesn't understand how it spreads, they can make some mistakes that kill you.
0: Yeah, if that's not their literal study and expertise. Yeah. Or they're not part of a system, like you said, a cancer center. Dude, they're part of a network that any question they have...
1: Oh, yeah. Fuck. Like, uh, my doctor, uh, my oncologist, Dr. Lau, was telling me, he's like, you know, we have a tumor board. I was like, what the hell's a tumor board? He said, well, it's where all of us oncologists, everybody that has anything to do with, a, you know, PhD in oncology of any kind, we all meet up. We meet up twice a month, and it's a giant conference here at the hospital, and we can bounce ideas off each other. And that was, I was like, heck yeah, that's freaking what I want. Because if I end up with this shit in my brain or something, right. he might need to bounce some ideas off of somebody who specializes in brain cancer. Wow. So anyway, back to the oncologist, Sparrow. Sparrow. <laughs> he says, oh man, this is tricky case, tricky case. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I want you to see uh, ENT, your nose and throat yep. doctor. it, writes me a referral. I go out there. I see the dye, I see the ENT, just checks everything over. Yeah, it looks good, no sign of you know any kind of metastatic disease or you know any skin lesions or anything. I'm like, all right, sweet. That's good. Go back to see the oncologist sparrow. And he says, Oh man, it's a tricky case. You know, I, I don't know, I don't <laughs> know. At this point, I'm like, Oh my god.
2: So making no progress with the Right.
1: Guy. So mind you, through all this because of them not knowing the initial tumor in my armpit was cancerous, it's growing back. And it's getting big, fast. Like? Real fast. Like I had a grapefruit in my armpit. What? I got pictures up I can show you.
0: Like how how fast are we talking?
1: Um, let's see here. Three months-ish. Three what? and a half, four months is about the size of a grapefruit from nothing. So... <sighs> so anyway I go back to him wow well, I, I don't know tricky case i need you to see a dermatologist am like oh, no shit i already seen a freaking dermatologist he's the one who yanked the chunk out of my back that was probably the cause of all this and uh so i like, all right we'll go see you i'll go see the dermatologist no big deal I'm go there again by the way i don't know if how you are with business names being on here, but mes- oh. Messenger Dermatology yeah, in, Lansing, or in Lansing, awesome people to work with. They're great. Very sympathetic, very understanding, polite, good people. You know, I, I had a great experience with them.
0: Dude, especially and, if it's a plug, whatever business you want to put out there, put it out there.
1: So, uh, there's that. What? That is after I'd started. This is a long time down the road from where we're at in this little story. Holy that is already fuck. partially shrunk.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. So, Dude, that is massive.
1: Yeah. I mean, like a handful, literally a handful in your armpit, like a grapefruit hanging off your armpit. And if, one of the things Dude. I'll point out in this picture to you when we get to that part, but, uh
0: you mind me vaping uh, in here? No, I don't stre- mind. It's <laughs> stressing me out, dude. <laughs> no, Fuck. you're
1: fine. But, uh, so anyway, I go to a dermatologist, you know, all clear. They do some bio He does a lot of biopsies, like skin lesions and stuff. Like, I don't know, my leg's probably be a good example. Like that guy right there. If mm-hmm. it looked like that, just coming off. You know, the moles, any moles. Everything, you know? yeah. He, I think he took eight in one sitting. And what they do is they take almost a horseshoe-shaped razor blade, and they call a scrape biopsy, and they just put it on your skin, take a chunk out. It looks looks like that. Holy shit. Afterwards. Yeah. That one's all healed up. And then, you know, they send it out for pathology, and then you get the results back. They call you, tell you, you hey, these ones are good, this one's good, this one was bad. We need to take more out of this one now, which... Ends up with shit like this. Holy fuck. You know, that's a... They usually do... That looks like you got your appendix removed. No. That is from melanoma being removed from my skin. They usually do five centimeters. Five, not five centimeters, five millimeters.
0: That's nothing.
1: Or, no, it is centimeters. Yeah, two... Just over two inches. Jesus. That's what they'll take. Width-wise, length-wise, and depth-wise. What? Yes. Because... So melanoma can be like this, just minuscule cell that can get somewhere and it can hide there for a long time before it actually starts to develop into a tumor. So that's why they take such big margins when they're dealing with the melanoma, that type of skin cancer. They're try and is, remove it. It's nutty. It's crazy. It can be this like a single cell getting stuck somewhere, and it can grow into a tumor.
2: Excuse that
1: is scary as fuck, so, dude. So after the dermatologist, go back to see this doctor again. <laughs> Same I, one that says tricky, tricky. Yep. This third time being there. Mind you, these are a month apart. These doctors, appointments are a month apart, I got that thing growing in my armpit, like, fast. So, oh, man, I I don't know, I don't know. Tricky case. I I want you to see a specialist when you go to U of M. Like, I don't want to go all the way to freaking Ann Arbor. Send me to the Come competition, on, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm like, oh, you know, I don't want to go all the way to Ann Arbor. I'm like, all right, whatever, write the referral. We'll go check this place out and see what's going on. So uh, the doctor gets a hold of me, you know, his office or whatever. They call me, like, hey, we want you to get a hold of your PCP, your primary care physician, have them send all of your scan, imaging, everything that they have, pathology, all of it, send it all to us. So I do that and I get down there or I get a video thing. Cause you know, COVID was going on real heavy at this time. Yeah. So I get a video and, uh, he's like, Hey, we got everything. know, oh, it's looking through this. Yeah. You know, we can see where it's regrowing in your armpit already. And, uh, uh, we can see that it's not straining off too much. It's pretty contained in the lymph node at that point. And, uh. Through an ultrasound is where they seen that one. And uh, he's like, but we, we don't have anything of, an, of a brain MRI. I'm like, well, I've never had a brain MRI. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you're getting a brain MRI. Because that's one of the places this often lands is in the brain. And at this point, uh, the oncologist, Sparrow, would put me at a stage three. What? So, yep, because it was... X far away from the original lesion. That's how they measure it, you know, like, uh, say I had stage 1 melanoma. That is a skin lesion that is melanoma, but that is all it is.
0: Localized.
1: Right. Stage 2, it has made it through the skin and into the lymphatic fluid system. Stage 3, it has broken off in the fluid system and is traveling through your body. Stage 4 is far spread. And then they have rarity of stage five which is head to toe pretty much. you know it's all over the place it's un, unfathomable pretty much is what they put stage five at
0: so i don't i don't want to interrupt but i gotta ask man like you said it was mainly like in the lymph node contained there so was that your lymph node then that yeah. was
1: well there's a couple of them i'm sure
0: Holy fuck!
1: Yeah, your lymph nodes can get big when they got cancer in them. Let me tell you, dude. That's they get real big.
0: Wow, man. <laughs> I'm going through some emotions over here.
1: I oh, mean, oh yeah.
0: Me... I mean, I'm feeling like shit for not touching base for one.
1: No, it's all good. But right. I'm also
0: on kind of on the edge of my seat because, uh,
1: like, we when we kind of found out about this, we like chopped the social media block right down. We're like, nope. Yeah. We got to figure out what the fuck's going on with us, with me. Get this shit nipped in the butt before it gets too wild. Yeah, dude. Well, I went and had my brain MRI. Doctor calls me, not too long after. It's like you're not a stage three, you're stage four. You have two spots in your brain. You have two brain mats. I, just, you know, we we're in the office, the doctor's office.
0: And you were twenty nine, thirty at the test. Twenty nine. Jesus Christ, dude.
1: Yeah. So we were in that doctor's <sighs> office, both of us were crying. We're like, oh my God, you know, what What the hell are we going to do? I got stage four cancer. It's in my brain. I got a freaking, literally at this point, you know, a uh, grapefruit, large orange or grapefruit hanging out of my right armpit. Wow. And, you know, they are like, well, we got to do blood work. We want our scans because our scans are better than Sparrow scans. Yep. We need our in house diagnostic stuff done. So we'll bust that out.
0: Rescanned everything.
1: Yep, PET scan, brain MRI, CT scan, uh, just pretty much everything. Then they got me with a uh, dermatologist in Brighton, the U of M in Brighton, that specialized in melanoma. She took a bunch of chunks too. She does every, about every six months, she takes a whole bunch of chunks out of me. That's what I was actually okay.
0: going to ask at some point, is if it's a continuous thing that you're still having to go get checked on, or not but, uh, necessarily checked on, but get scraped. Yeah. Fuck, dude.
1: Every six months, I go and see the dermatologist, and then about two months after that, I got scars all up my back, just like this one. They're a whole lot fresher. I just didn't want to stand up because of oh, my face.
0: You're good, dude. You're good. <laughs> yeah, that's...
1: But, yeah, I got three big scars on my back. I had a whole, dude, probably close to 30 biopsies done in total up to this point.
0: See now I feel like a pussy cuz I can barely handle a needle, bro. <laughs> like I like I get anxiety. I can't imagine
1: it's, Oh man, it was let me tell you, it was terrifying.
0: Oh, no, that's it
1: was something else. That's uh, like I've done some sketchy shit in my life with a lot of different people and some wild shit like, oh man, we might freaking die. But there's no, there's <laughs> nothing quite like that kind of diagnosis, you know. When you're stable, you got a wife, you got kids, you, yeah, dude. You know, a good stable job and shit. It's like, man, am I gonna be, am I gonna be able to work through this? Am I, you know, all that crap?
0: People that are also counting on you to support them, you know, mm-hmm. people that you want to watch grow up. Man, I can't even. So I'm saying dude, I'm going through a fucking series of emotions.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, after they had determined it was stage four. Um, so my first infusion was set for I wanna say it was June it was June fifteenth. It was on Amy's birthday. Damn. So we go down to U of M, get that. Which is just you know, they put IV in, and they give you the medicine. Well, here's where I lucked out with my insurance. Anyhow, I started researching this stuff. It's about ninety five thousand dollars for a dose of that medication
0: for one infusion.
1: Yes, one infusion. What? And, yep, one infusion would be about ninety five thousand dollars. And I did. I was like, "There's no way." There, that's, that's nuts. I get to looking on my, uh, insurance app and stuff, looking at claims. Sure enough, about $90, $95,000 a dose. Excuse me. Every, oh, every two weeks. Jesus Christ. Luckily, I have a max ah. out of pocket with my insurance. I was able to like, you know, work with my work schedule and all that and like try to nip this stuff in the butt. But yeah, it was, it was wild, like constantly running through my head man like what if i have to quit What if i can't do this job what if i have to like go do something else you know right like what if i can't work what if i lose my insurance what if they fire me because you know I got shit going on in my brain
0: dude the insurance alone like if you lose your job and you lose the insurance i mean you can usually keep it depending on the place of work but
1: if you can you, afford it right
0: you've got to pay for it so it's like fuck man
1: yeah so actually my, so no, I, I had messed that story up a little bit. So my first, uh, infusion was scheduled before that one, before I actually got it. I can't remember the exact date, but, uh, I ended up, I ended up getting COVID. Oh, fuck, <laughs> I, had, I was like, oh man, I can't taste, I can't smell. This yeah. It horrible. And, uh, which I wasn't like super sick. I just. Because I couldn't taste, taste or smell <laughs> or smell anything. So, uh, anyway, at my worst with COVID, that day I went out. I took my rototiller out and I rototilled the chicken coot or the chicken run and the duck run.
0: Yep, that's the day so, to do it. No yeah. smell, no taste. Right, well,
1: <laughs> I had to pick the rototiller up to get it over the fence. It's just a little one. I pick it up, I hike it over the, up onto the fence. I step over. I set it down on the ground, and i uh, notice my shirt's all wet. What the hell? fucking sweating you know i'm thinking like okay maybe this thing had some water up on it or something i spilled it oh it was gas <laughs> and I, I couldn't smell it i was like i was like pouring some gas into the rototiller after that had happened i'm like i can't I'm like down in the gas tank can't smell it nothing i'm like oh man that's gas on my shirt
0: <laughs> wow dude yeah that's <laughs> Oh, yeah, I guess oh. now's a good time for a cigar. That's right. Need, yeah. to, need to take a break. I'm getting hot out
1: here. Right. Damn, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that happened before I actually had my first infusion. The picture that I showed you, which I'm going to bring that up again, if you look at my right side down here along my waistline, notice how swollen it is on the side with the tumor. Oh, yeah. It's all just like fluid and stuff being held because you, your lymph nodes are all blocked up there and doing their job of circulating the fluid. I was swollen. My entire right side was all swollen all the way down into my leg. My, what? Yep. The uh, difference in my abdomen right here the right side would, like, hang over my belt. The left side wouldn't. Damn. It's it just so <laughs> swollen. It's. Let me tell you, man. And because of the uh, medication that they were giving me, those infusions, it would cause, like, swelling and irritation of anywhere that had... You know the effect it had the melanoma. Yeah, dude, some massive headaches, just nauseous as hell. Massive headaches. I couldn't eat anything. I couldn't drink anything. Just feeling like absolute hell. And I'll tell you, that's the only time I've ever been afraid to go to sleep.
0: Dude, I mean, you're young, dude. I
1: was. I would literally fight sleep, tooth and nail. I would. I was afraid I was going to wake up.
2: Right, and
1: I, it was. It was wild. Yeah. I pray to God that nobody has to go through that, because that was some rough shit.
0: Dude, I don't even know what to say, because I'm just trying to imagine that, like, the headaches, the irritation, but then, like, the fear of not being... Awake in the morning, dude, or in an hour. You doze off on the couch because you've been fighting sleep for two days. Like,
1: yeah, <sighs> yeah. Then when you know you finally would fall asleep, I thought, out, out. Yeah, I was literally terrified to to go to sleep. It was that bad at that point, and it was that bad for probably six or so weeks, just fighting it. Everything made you miserable. See, when I got my first infusion, we were actually all set up. We were going to go up to uh, uh, the Porcupine Mountains.
2: Bomb!
0: I want to go there so bad, dude.
1: We made it to Harrison. That picture I showed you was of my uh, right outside of my in-laws' cabin. In the background was actually a neighbor's cabin, and uh, that's as far as we made it. I was like,
2: no,
0: can't do it. Ain't
1: happening. (laughs) No way.
0: What were you guys planning in the Porcupine Mountains?
1: Just hiking around. Just. Go up there, hike around, and, yeah, wasn't happening. But, uh... Man. Yeah, so it kind of screwed up a lot of our plants that we had.
0: So, the infusions themselves, dude, I know you said the headaches, the irritation, but, like, uh, how long would the infusions take?
1: Uh, the ones that were every two weeks took think it was like three and a half, four hours. And after that, after I'd gotten off of those ones, they had to put me on a different one. And uh, that one would take about an hour, hour and a half. But see, I was supposed to do those real strong ones, the double drug ones that took like three hours or whatever. I was supposed to do those every two weeks for like a couple months, a few months, six months, whatever I could handle. I want to say like four of them in, my liver started screwing up. I had super high liver enzymes in my blood, Did my blood uh, work. So they had to take me off of that, put me on some steroids, try and get my liver back.
0: So it wasn't even about how much you could mentally handle. Because no. that's what I was thinking. It's physically, hand- like right, your body what, will tell you failure. when they're done. Yeah,
1: exactly. Dude. So that kind of squashed those ones squashed those uh infusions for a while i was getting blood drawn at sparrow and then they were transferring the stuff down to the information down to u of m i was getting blood drawn twice a week for like six weeks before my liver enzymes finally come down
0: uh, so what was the like what was the plan or their goal with giving you the double dose
1: Uh, get it gone and get it gone quick. Okay. Before it gets any worse, get it under control now. Start out freaking strong as hell and, you know, get your immune system, get your everything rocking and rolling, get it all on the same page as quickly as you can. And then they maintained it for maybe, well, not maintain the uh, double dose infusions, but the. Single dose infusions. I maintained those for I think it was a little over a year. Wow. Yeah.
0: So this is recent then that you've. Are you yeah. done with infusions or? Yep. you
1: so- I'm recently done with infusions. Probably. It would have been. About the middle middle endish of last year. Wow.
2: Ah. <sighs>
0: Fuck, man!
1: Oh yeah. uh, Yeah, it was it was super hard on Amy for sure. She took, you know, she took a lot of the mental game like really hard.
0: Dude, I can only imagine, bro. I mean,
1: I want to say it was a lot harder on her than it was on me. Shit wasn't nice to me. I couldn't imagine sitting in her shoes.
0: No, but.
1: Because I, could, like, I couldn't even drive down there. I When I got those infusions, man, I was a zombie. I was out. As soon as I was in the car, I was lucky if we made it back to the highway from the main hospital.
2: Fuck, dude.
0: Yeah, I wasn't even thinking that. I was thinking, like... Because, I mean, I know how much my wife takes care of me. I mean... We're sitting down here doing this for God knows how long, you know? She's with the kids all day. She allows me to do this. The days we're not doing this, I have to edit. Right. You know, it's like... And that's just the basics here. It's not even making dinner, shopping, all the other shit. You know, worrying about her family as much as my family and keeping contact for me because... As you know, dude, I'm terrible with it. Like, my phone will go off, I'll see something, and be like, I'll get to it. And then it's like a week later, I'm like, did I ever get back to that? (laughs) Right, (laughs) that's
1: that's exactly how I am, too, especially with, like, text messages and stuff. Like, I'll see him, like, oh, yeah, I'll get that in a couple minutes. No, I won't. I'll forget (laughs) about it in a couple minutes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm in the middle of mowing. I'll finish this when I get back. Like, I feel bad because Ryan called me on uh, Friday or Saturday, and I was getting ready to go fishing. And he was like, send me pics of anything you get. I was like, hell yeah. And I caught one crappie. And I was like, yeah, I'll take a picture when I get back home, you know? Because it was just getting dark. And I thought about it after I filleted out. I'm like, I should I never got a picture and <laughs> send it to Ryan. Well <laughs> <laughs> fucking. Just that stupid shit, dude. I don't know if it's ADD or just that we have so much shit going on, but Yeah, dude, I can't. I know my wife wouldn't take it very easy. She like you said, she'd take it harder than I did.
1: Yeah, that's how it was with Amy and I. She she took it real hard and you know, she really stepped up a lot. She did a lot for me. Holy cow, she did a lot. Between taking care of the kids, the house, me like I oh, was freaking useless for a long time.
0: Shout out to Amy.
1: Oh yeah. Big man. time.
0: Wow, man. Well, you found a good one.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's, uh... uh that's stressful, yeah, that's, man. That's why when you said you were having a MRI, I'm like, oh, shit, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, and no, I gotta, I... gotta dig in a little bit. Sorry for nosing in, but... <laughs> No, dude, you're good. You're good.
0: No, I, I appreciate it. It's, uh... I mean, as you know, dude, I mean, I should have a little more shame than I do, but... I don't know, dude. Like, it's just how I was raised, man. I'm open. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. If something's going on. I'm not going to hide it, but I'm also not going to put it on anybody. You know, right. so it's like, if you ask, I'll, whatever it is, dude, I'll fucking right. tell you to a detriment. But it's... Yeah. yeah. dude. I, uh... And being off social media, dude, I didn't know. And just being that I haven't talked to you in a few years, man, it's...
1: Yeah. It's crazy how much changed in that little chunk of time.
0: Yeah. I mean, I quit working down there late 2016, early 2017. I couldn't really remember. And then, uh... yeah, dude, after that, I just, I gave myself a mental break, and then I never fully plugged everything back in. No. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I was, like I said, I put Facebook down and, I do not want anything to do with it. Cause you know, as you know, I'm sure people suck. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> like when yeah. Amy and I finally did come around to putting everything out there. Like, Hey, you know, this is what's going on. after we told all the immediate family what was going on and finally put it out there on Facebook and you know, it's like everybody wanted help any way they could. I was like, holy cow, this is freaking amazing. Yeah. It was like, this nuts. Her aunt wanted to put on a, like a benefit dinner with a silent auction. And, you know, we didn't have really anything to do with it other than we knew it was happening. Yeah. Dude, they went all out. <laughs> was huge.
0: That's good to hear,
2: dude.
1: They had like a big cornhole tournament. The Coon Club was involved in the, in the cornhole tournament. What? They set that all up. It was big too. And uh, they were going, like, to businesses and stuff and, like, asking, like, hey, what could you throw into the silent auction for this? With This what's going on. And, mm. dude, it was huge. When Amy and I got there, we were like, oh, my God, there's a ton, a ton of people here in this little tiny Maple Rapids community center. Yeah, dude. And we walk in there into the community center to kind of, like, jump out of the scene for a little bit to, like, you know, let our brains process this. Yeah. It. Dude, yeah. <laughs> and we're looking around in there at all the silent auction. Dude, this place is packed with stuff. Dude, I'm talking like handmade guitars. I'm talking Pepsi was involved from you remember Tyler what? Shook. Yeah. He was working for Pepsi. Pepsi, he uh somebody got a hold of him, let him know what was going on. He asked his boss, Hey boss, is there anything you know you can throw in here? At the silent auction dude they had Blow up inflatable uh, Gatorade basketball hoops. They what? had them big around uh, <laughs> like Pepsi and Mountain Dew refrigerated coolers and stuff. Yeah. All kinds of stuff like that. They donated a whole bunch of pop. Dude, it was. And so that's just like. I couldn't even begin to process how much stuff there was in there.
0: No, dude. Like. God and, damn. That's amazing yeah. to hear, bro. Seriously. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm glad it all happened. I'm just, I'm bummed that I didn't know about it, man. Yeah. And not being in that community. Right. Or near there. I get
1: it. Yeah. I completely understand. (sighs) Yeah. And plus, like, I wasn't going out, like, reaching out to people and telling them. Like, I didn't want anybody worrying about me. Like, hell, I didn't even want to tell my family how bad it was until I was getting in the clear. Like, you know, my mom didn't know how bad it was because I didn't tell her. My dad didn't know how bad it was because I didn't tell him. You know, when I got on the phone with them I said, like, hey, I got melanoma. Hey, uh, you know, it spread. A little bit in my lymph nodes, a little bit in my brain. That was about all they got. They didn't get the in-depth, like the, I felt like I was freaking dying. Like I'm laying up here on the couch in their cabin, just like pouring sweat, throbbing, headache, afraid to go to sleep. They didn't get any of that. It's like, you know, I didn't want them worrying about me. So a lot of that stuff, I, like, I just mentally blocked it. I wouldn't let it out of my head. Yeah. Unless, you know, it was with Amy. I talked to her about it, but yeah, that's about but... it. You know, this, is, this honestly is probably the first or second time I've talked about it since going through it. And
0: Fuck, man, I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, no problem.
0: I mean, the uh, circumstances, man... I... I wish we were talking about it in different circumstances, dude. Oh. Honestly,
1: like, oh, I mean, we got lots of time. I'm sure we'll jump off of this any minute. No,
0: no, I'm not even, is. I don't mean like that. I mean, you know, <laughs> planking over beers or cigars or whatever, dude, right. shooting skeet. Like, yeah. that seems like, um, I don't want to say more proper environment because, I mean, you're going to help people, dude, which.
1: I hope it does. I hope me saying this on here, you know, see a specialist. Like I said, you know, right at the penis, I mean, if you got freaking cancer, go see a specialist, go see somebody who is rated really good online and, you know, get into the right place. And if you feel like you're not getting the right care, get out of there.
0: So on that note, have you got, and you can give it a couple minutes if you want <clears throat> think about it, but have you got a series of questions that somebody might want to ask a provider or a care specialist, a cancer specialist. Oh, man. You know, just to, just to kind of maybe gauge um, the service provider or the specialist or whether it be on intelligence or service they're going to provide or whatever, their possible outreach. You know, like you said, you had a the guy that has a board, a yeah, fucking tumor the, board. The tumor
1: so. board, yeah. Definitely ask if they have something like that. Or similar to you know ask what are the resources outside of you who do you meet with who do you associate with inside of this cancer center to make things better for me in the long run what like what is say you go in there you got uh like lymphoma or something catch it early you know i'm going to see a doctor who specializes in lymphoma Ask that doctor, hey, if the if something goes wrong, this shit ends up in my brain, if it ends up in my heart, my pancreas, who do you have on your side that can also help me? Would be a big one. Make sure that they're uh,
0: worst case scenario ready type questions. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, make sure that they have additional resources. Like when I was seeing that doctor in Sparrow, he didn't have anybody, dude. He literally didn't it was him. He was the oncologist. He had nurses. They were busy putting in IVs, dumping chemicals into people. (sighs) He had, you know, there's other primary care doctors. There's surgeons. But he was the oncologist. He was the only one that I was aware of.
0: You know what that sounds like to me? Money laundering. For real. For real, dude. Having one person not tied to any network.
1: He He wasn't even there all the time. He worked, uh, he was in St. John's, Sparrow, once a week, or once every other week. Other than that, he was in Lansing, Sparrow. So, dude, this, oh.
0: He sounds like.
1: I was freaking boiling. Dude, I started getting bills in the mail from that guy. Because my insurance wasn't covering him. But when I got a hold of my insurance, you know, gave the doctor's name, boom, in network. Okay, so they should cover it. Get the facility brought up in there by the address, boom, in network. What the heck's the problem? So I get on the phone with them. They're like, yes, the doctor is in network, and yes, the facility is in network, but that doctor in that facility is not. What? Yes. Dude, I'm talking getting bills in the mail for like five, $600 for like half hour appointments. Like, are you kidding me? I was like, this <sighs> doctor is in network. This facility is in network, but you're still gonna bill me because he is not in network in that facility. You gotta be That's freaking kidding
0: fucking me. Fucking ridiculous, dude. That doesn't even make sense. No, it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't even make sense. That's what dude. I
1: asked him. I asked him on the phone, I don't know how many times, how many different people I'd asked. I'm like, Do you hear yourself? Does anybody there even think? Like the doctor is in network. The facility is in network, but you're still sending me a bill because the doctor in that facility is not in network. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I can go see this doctor somewhere else, or I can see a different doctor in this facility and all is good. Will you mix the two? No. Yeah.
0: That doesn't even fucking make sense, dude.
1: Yeah. I don't know how many times I was on the phone with them, like between the insurance company and the hospital and.
0: Kicking and screaming. Oh yeah. yeah.
1: They ended up fixing it. Some kind of billing issue where it was billed under Clinton Memorial Hospital instead of Sparrows Infusion Center or something. I don't know. They ended up fixing it and paying the bill for me. I was like, whew, that was close.
0: Jesus,
2: dude.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that, to say the least, that sounds suspect. Yeah. That it he's, is. that he's out there just in a field alone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. literally, his field that you would think would be interwoven with everybody, not everybody, but several people within, I mean, even his social network. You know, he, yeah. he didn't probably go to school alone, so. Oh, heck no. And then he's just out here alone.
1: Yeah. Breaking in every dime that he can.
0: It almost sounds like he's the front man. Like, yeah. like the hospital's putting money in the back through him and he obviously is going to get a cut, but it sounds like some laundering, dude. That's so dude, fucked.
1: You know. Yeah, it is. Especially in like, I can understand it as like an arthritis doctor or something. Dude, you're talking about somebody, some of these people that I see in the cancer centers. You're going to fucking do that to them? That's what I mean. Ouch, dude. That shit hurts.
0: Even... Dude, even a urologist should be in a network. You yeah. know what I mean? But yeah. Arthritic, too. Yeah. An arthritic really? specialist. Yeah,
1: it's just one that came to mind that wasn't, you know, usually... No. I mean, arthritis is some crazy shit. Dude, it, 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 like it gets a, nuts. Uh,
0: Fibromyalgia, fucking...
1: You know. oh, what's that big one that... Rheumatoid arthritis. Rheumatism. That Dude, I've seen... uh Guy I used to work with, his dad had that. Dude, his knuckles were like crepes on all his hands. It's like, oh, dude, that looks like it hurts.
0: Rheumatism, man, I cannot imagine. I, One day I'll probably know, but it's like... Rheumatism runs in the family. Melanoma runs in the family.
1: Dude, have you been to a dermatologist? Nope. Go.
0: I probably do need to. Just go? Seriously.
1: I mean, it's awkward at first but just go because the sooner you catch it the sooner they can get it off your skin and the sooner you'll be in the clear well after this
0: dude i I feel like i'd i'd be doing my family a disservice by not you know yeah like the shit that's going on with my neck dude i've been letting it go on for so long it's like now it's starting to affect i can't put my kids on my shoulders taking long drives fucking sucks it doesn't really matter that it hurts at work because it's like I'll fucking get through the day at work, but it's like when I come home, they don't have whole me, you know? Right. And that's not cool with me. I'm not giving my body to my job so I can't have it at home with my family.
1: So. Yeah, you know, I hear you. I mean, you know, my job leaves me sore a lot of the time too, especially like I go in there, you know, all stitched up from having shit done. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, my job is actually. Like I can go in there all stitched up. I'm not supposed to, but <laughs> I do it because I don't want You know, I want to spend that, my PTO with my family. I want to go up to yeah. Harrison and, you know, hang out on the dock or whatever on the boat. I want to go to freaking, we're going to Hocking Hills here soon. Uh, awesome. next month. Last year we went down to a, I Actually, my mother-in-law bought the package for us. She bought us a package in a uh, Smoky Mountains in Gatlinburg. What? At a resort. She bought that package at my benefit.
0: No shit. turned
1: around and took us all. I was like, damn. That was cool. That was, oh, man, I love that area. Mountains.
0: Dude, I can, dude that's amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, I want to save my time for stuff like that. I don't want to burn all my paid time off, all my sick time or any of it, uh, because I got freaking stitches somewhere. Right. So, yeah, I'll just sneak in there. I just won't tell anybody. <laughs> sneak in there, go to work, you know. <laughs> And then, you know, once they're about to pull the stitches out, I'd be like, hey, you motherfuckers made me work for two goddamn <laughs> weeks with 24 stitches in my back. Fuck you. <laughs> Jesus,
0: dude, getting dirt and fucking grease up in your stitches and shit.
1: The last batch, I, the last set of stitches I had, 24 in my lower back. And uh, so I get, I end up going into work. I'm like, hey, you know, because usually I can skate around some jobs and just be like, hey, you know, I don't really feel like doing that. Let's, let's find something different. Come on. <laughs> yeah. You know, hook me up with something good, something easy. <laughs> No. Dude, I get there, and they got a Peterbilt in my bay up on ramps. He's like, hey, it needs a clutch. I'm like, oh, my gosh. like, oh, <laughs> man, I don't want to do this. <laughs> so, luckily, a lot of the guys that I work with, guys that I work with are freaking awesome. They'll dive in and help me with shit. You know, will be like, hey, man, you know, I don't really want to take time off. Hey, look at this. Can you give me a hand for a minute? <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. Oh, but, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I end up doing it. I, Getting that freaking transmission out of that turd and you get a new clutch put in it and put it back together. It only took me like three freaking days to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's take a 10-hour job and turn it into three days. <laughs>
0: yeah, but I mean, that's also 10 hours working steady, man. Oh, yeah. You know? And yeah. I mean, if you're limited movement, that's probably a day and a half right there. Yeah. You know, you get to a point, you go home, you come in in the morning, you're finishing her up, but mm-hmm. then you add in... Limited mobility, soreness, and trying to maintain some sort of sanitation, dude. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Three days sounds like he actually did it pretty quick to me, dude. <laughs> Yeah.
1: It wasn't uh, too bad. I thought it was going to be a whole lot worse with, like, the laying down and my creeper sliding in and out, sitting up underneath the truck. But it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. You've got I mean, the nice I mean, creepers, though. Yeah. I mean, it's, pretty, it's a snap on one. It's, oh, God. I bought that when I first hired in from the crackhead snap-on guy in Lansing. Uh, that would have been 2011 or 2012.
0: Damn, still the running same, the same, same creeper? Yeah. <laughs> Damn.
1: <laughs> I've ran it over three times, the semi-truck, <laughs> <laughs> it tweaks it a little bit. And we got lift gates on all the trailers, so I'll put it under the lift gate, just like pick up on it with a pipe or something, straighten it back out. <laughs> And the wheels, the snap-on guy, he'll give me new wheels for it. Yeah. Just warranty them all. Hell yeah.
0: Wow, dude.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to say they're pretending like it's the nice creepers they got now. It doesn't have the locking headrest where you pick your head up. and locks up like a pillow. Mine's a older, flat one, but should get the job done.
0: Yeah, man. So... How's work been going, for the most part? You guys picking up at all, or?
1: Oh, dude. Picking up, like, mad. Big time. Like, Martin Brower has exploded. And, uh. Yeah. They keep adding, adding equipment on, you know. Like, we just got a whole bunch of new trailers a few years ago. And, uh. Yeah, they're all clapped out already. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude. You guys just paid, like, millions of dollars for this equipment, and. Like
2: and it's fucked.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's fucked already. It's and it's not the like the guys that I work with. They're all smart. They're all like super precise. They do awesome work. And uh, but this equipment is just wore the fuck out. Like they use their equipment so much. So Whoa. here, put this in real quick. They got a bunch of uh, 2019 year model tractors in late, mid to late 2018, most of them are over right around 600 to 625,000 miles.
0: It doesn't seem like your, a lot, honestly, for...
1: Your model 2019, so 19... Oh, okay, 20, okay,
0: I was thinking so 2009. Okay, 20... 19, Jesus, 20,
1: dude, 21, <laughs> 22, 23, four years, you're going to put 620-some thousand miles on a truck. Yeah. That is right around 11,000 miles a month. Times 76 tractors.
0: Roy, right, I was thinking 2009. No. 2019.
1: Yeah, that's a lot of miles, dude. There's guys running teams that don't run that many miles.
0: Fuck, dude.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of driving. Uh yeah. But the truck's never city. I mean, they're like one dude to get back from his route, drop his trailer, pull up to the fuel island, the dump some fuel in the truck, fill it up. Next guy's already on his way out with the guard, <laughs> ready to grab that same truck and keep on trucking. Got like, his lunchbox. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he's ready to go. You know, it's, it's like if it ain't broke, dude, they're running the wheels off. It's nuts.
0: Do this. Wow. So how many miles do you think one will average before you got to terminate it? Turn it so, into parts?
1: They, when they were leasing the trucks from us which the 2019s are the last ones they leased from us.
0: Then they just bought bought their own? Or?
1: Yep, they started buying their own because it's cheaper at the end of the truck's life. So when they lease a truck, any damage, anything wrong with it that is their fault, that's not the fault of, like, wear parts, You know, like busted dash vents and trim and dings in the bumper and scratch in the hood and, oh, damn, there's a crack in the air, dam. the headlights loose, you know, they hit a freaking deer (laughs) or something. (laughs) Like they have to pay for all that damage at the end of a lease truck. If they own the truck and they put it on a maintenance contract through us, they can get rid of that truck as is at the end of it. Oh, have to I pay see. For all the damages.
0: Or buy it? Could they have yeah, the option to they, buy it? At the yeah, end. they
1: would have the option to buy it. But when you got seventy-five tractors, who wants to sit on seventy-five tractors and wait for them to sell?
0: Not a multi-billion-dollar company, dude. No, that's they trash. They ain't got time for that. Yeah, I mean, get rid dude, of them damn trucks.
1: Get them <laughs> trucks out of here. Get us some new ones. That's what they say. Wow. It, well, yeah, it's been busy, 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 dude. <laughs>
0: Well, you got any uh, driver good driver stories? I know you were telling me one about the dude that got stuck up in a refrigerated truck and shipped to fucking Ohio or some shit. Oh,
1: yeah, the dude, <laughs> dude was, uh, so uh, that one was, I want to say it was down in, is it was either down by Toledo or in Detroit? So the driver's unloading his trailer, typically they go through a side door. And uh, they'd run a hose to the back of the trailer through the rear door to unload the bulk coke. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's syrup in a big keg and they hook air compressed air to it and then a big hose goes out the back. Well he was done with that, so he'd had all the shit put away, still unloading the side door stuff, carts and whatnot. Or no, well, they were still doing stand and roller. Well he goes back there, he flicks that back door shut, goes around the side, closes the side door, <laughs> throws all the shit in his boxes under his trailer, takes off to the next stop. A couple of, or, you know, probably an hour or so later, whips that back door open. Some dude comes bolting out the back <laughs> of his trailer, <laughs> just booking it across the park like, dude, what the hell? And they jump up in there like, yeah, give me some free chicken nuggets. Yeah, dude, that's probably exactly <laughs> what it
0: was. I know they got frozen patties in here. Right. Wow!
1: Finally dude. get let out of the trailer. You're only God knows how far <laughs> away from where you were.
0: Yeah, dude. It's cold. It's cold, right? Oh yeah, that's yeah. all they're
1: all refrigerated. Yeah,
0: dude. So he's probably in a t-shirt. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 no belt, pants sagging. Yep. Just getting shook all all the hell, dude. Thrown yep. around the back of that trailer. Yeah.
1: Because
0: they're not. Oh
1: no. They're not
0: smooth, bro. No. Not like mm-hmm. that cab.
1: No, like cat. Well, the cab has the. Axle to suspension, or axle to frame suspension, the frame to cab suspension, and then they're on suspension seats. So the seat has its own airbag oh, yeah. and scissor and everything and shock.
0: That's true, yeah. So there's a lot
1: even... of suspension between the road and the driver, but <laughs> yeah. when you're in the cargo area, man, they don't give a shit. shake that shit all around. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even
0: think about the, the seat itself has yeah, got is suspension.
1: Suspended. Yep.
0: Wow. <laughs> you hear any other good uh, road stories?
1: They tell you about the dude that smoked the elk? No. So this this guy is a monster in himself. He's super tall, big, broad guy. He's probably 300 pounds, but looks proportional. Damn, Like, he's, he's tall, like he's six Like
0: just jacked? Yeah. Damn. Okay.
1: He's not really jacked. He's just a big person all around, like, but he looks proportional. He's not, like, an unhealthy overweight or anything. He's, yeah. And uh, he's super tall. <laughs> anyway, he's, he whacks his elk. Up there at, uh, I running through like the Manistee National Forest or something. It's some back roads. Damn. There's no highway that runs through there. So he had some stop there. He's coming back and, uh, blast this elk. And, uh, they, this is before they had cameras in the trucks, the dash cams. They ask him, like, why the fuck do you hit the elk, man? I'm like, come on. You couldn't <laughs> miss the elk? As you're <laughs> driving in the middle of the night, you're the only one on the road. What the hell? He's like, well... Left lane, there was two. Right lane, there was one. So, I picked one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> That's the most logical response right. you it's have, like, you, want me, you want me to hit two of them next time? <laughs> I will. <laughs> Man. But anyway, I took the brush guard on the front of the truck. I folded it right into the hood. Took the bumper, folded it right into the steering gearbox. On the driver's side, dude, just <laughs> mangled it. The headlight was completely busted out of the hood. I think you run the headlight over (laughs) trying to stop like it, dude, it did a number on this truck. And, uh, so it'd be an elk, he had to get hold of the police. Yep. They call up DNR. So now he's got a state cop out there and a DOT state cop at
0: that. Damn.
1: He has the DNR out there. He has a local police officer out there, highway patrol or something. And, uh, so as they're like wrapping everything up. He's like, well, what do I, you know, I got to get a record. And the cop, the deal with key cop's like, shh, rips the paper out. Nope. Here you go. Drive it back. It's like, man, I can't freaking drive this. nuts? I got one headlight. <laughs> my brush guard is, my brush guard, my bumper, and my hood are all one piece now. He's like, you know, call, call a tow truck company, call the saws out, cut that brush guard off and just freaking throw it in the trailer and go home. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no way. No. Dude, sure as <laughs> shit. Open up that trailer that he had, there's a chunk of brush card hood, there's rem- remnants of a headlight, chunk of bumper. Sure enough, dude, a tow truck company come out there, saws out his brush card off, started pulling loose parts, throwing them in the trailer. He drove that thing back from Manistee National Forest all the way back to St. John's. <laughs>
0: and the DOT state cops, like, hey, if any, if anybody does give you shit, right, there's here's, my here's information. Here's a piece of paper saying
1: you're okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that you probably could have forged, but it's fine. Right. They can call me.
1: Yeah, that was that was a good one. That was real good. Yeah, he showed me pictures. I wish I would have had him send me those pictures. I didn't. I didn't really know the guy at the time. But Yeah, dude, that the truck was mangled, and when he was on his knees holding up this head's elk, the head of the elk by the antlers, dude, they were damn near as tall as he was. This thing was massive. Damn, bro, it's a freaking moose,
0: fucking Michigan
1: elk, bro. Yeah, it was big. <sighs>
0: I'd love to kill one. Mm-hmm. I would. When my brother was up in Onaway, he sent me pictures of a of a herd that was basically on his property line.
1: Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to hunt elk, but I don't think I honestly. I don't think I'd want to do it in Michigan. Elaborate. I don't think there's enough of them in Michigan.
0: Okay, so you're thinking so, about sustainment.
1: Yeah. Like, uh, when it comes to pheasant, I have pheasant that hang out around my house. I have pheasant that are out in the field behind my house all the time and I'd never shoot at them. No. I used to hunt pheasant all the time with my dad when I was younger, but there's enough of them out there to do it anymore. It's like, you know, I see them, it's like, hell oh, no, not know, shooting at that end and let that thing go and let that hen lay as many eggs as she can and let that rooster keep doing his thing, you know, keep him around. But
0: That's amendable, man. Or yeah. is it amendable? What's, what's the word? commendable. Commendable? That's commendable, yeah. dude, that's, uh... Let me ask you on that really quick. Yeah. Shit, we crossed an hour already, bro. Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah, dude, oh, damn. <laughs> this shit flies, bro.
1: Yeah, I see that.
0: So, let me ask you this, then. Do you think that that's age related? Because I know as a kid, dude, I yeah, killed I a have... couple quail, and...
1: I really do think it is. And that's actually one of the things I... Didn't Even bring my little notebook. I had my notebook with a bunch of notes and stuff written down oh. of like previous episodes of topics you covered <laughs> and stuff. And it's like, man, I got you know good input on this, I got good input on this. And well, I left that freaking notebook in my work shirt pocket <laughs> on my Bro. bedroom floor. It was hot <laughs> as hell when I got home, so I took my work clothes right off. So we'll have to do this again sometime yeah. for sure. Fuck know, yeah, dude, future. and uh, but yeah, I definitely think that it's age related. 100 percent because yeah like i said you know like, i'm sure i freaking shot a pheasant all the time when i was younger but anymore it's like you know you start educating you taking the initiative to educate yourself on how many are actually out there now and you don't see them as often to where now it's like i don't even want to hunt them yeah because i don't want to be part of the problem of them being gone
0: and i mean with age comes wisdom it should it's yeah, not it should. a it's not a given <laughs> it's not, not a handy. guarantee
1: no. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> but you know i feel like the longer you're around the more um resources you have to draw from the longer you have to kind of mull things over and then you come to a better understanding of the situation at hand you know if something just occurs you can make a snap decision but until you have all these avenues of input like they say hindsight's 2020 You know, and I mean, it is because you find out, you know, this led to that and whatever. But I've kind of been thinking about that the last couple years. Is like, like I said, dude, I killed a couple quail when I was younger. My grandpa and I were just talking about woodcock. I've killed a couple woodcock. Like, I would jump them walking through our swale for pheasants, and it's like, pow, there goes a woodcock. And it's like, I was just so excited. But it's like now, dude, I just enjoy. I almost enjoy seeing them more than harvesting them. Because, yeah, you get a little meal. Like, let's oh, yeah. take a quail or a woodcock. You know, you get a little meal. That's cool. You tee it up. You get a nice picture. You know, you're like, yeah, all right, cool. cool. You know, I foraged this. I got this fucking it's full woods meal. Minus yeah. the butter and seasoning. You yeah. know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. then, it, But yeah. then, what is there? Where's yeah. the next night? Or the night after? Or a week later? You could go out there and jump the same woodcock or hear him fucking flying around or you could see the pheasant coasting across your yard and you're like, I got him patterned, you know,
2: yep.
1: could
0: kill him, but I enjoy just seeing him. You know? Right. So. Yeah,
1: definitely. I mean, hell, if there was 10, 12 pheasant out in that field, I seen them every day, you know, I might slip me, slip myself one and. Yeah. dude. You know, the pheasant are good. I like them.
2: Fuck yeah.
0: Bacon but, rat pheasant breast, bro. Yeah.
1: Yeah, those are real good, but I I could easily take out the rooster that's out there. He's out there almost every year, or at least there's one out there almost every year. It'd be a super easy shot. It wouldn't even be fair, you know? You're just just
0: deciding when you want to fucking gather groceries, dude.
1: That's another thing I thought about. Uh, So I took a Bentley to Hunter Safety last fall, and uh, one of the things that they talked about Was, uh, oh God, how'd they word it now? It would have been like, uh, making sure that, oh God. Kind of making sure that you aren't part of that problem. Oh yeah, like the conservation. Yeah, like the, or the preservation of, you know, all your natural resources. Yeah. And, man, I was like, man, you know, like, as a grown-ass man sitting in that room listening to the same class, I just, I can picture myself as a kid sitting in that class and thinking, you know, S- man, screw this guy. Man. <laughs> about to shoot up everything. You know? yes. like, but yeah, it goes back to it being an age-related thing. It's like, man, wish I, you know, wish I had a way to teach him, like, what I, I wish I could take all, My outdoor knowledge put it in his head right now. Yeah, 100%. How it works, you can tell him now, but no mean it's gonna stick.
0: There's, there's, uh, I don't know the exact saying, so I'm not gonna try to quote it, but the just the gist of it is like you're never gonna know when there's a teaching moment or a learning moment, right? It could come out of anywhere, and uh. The first time I really remember thinking about it and the light we're talking about it. My grandpa, my grandma and I were sitting at the table and they had one of their friends friends over, Randy. I hope you're doing good, Randy. You probably won't hear this, but I hope you're doing good. And uh, fucking pheasant coast across the yard, right? And I'm like, I think I'm going to go get him. And he was going from south to north. So coming out of the swale, coasting into a freshly cut field. I'm like, all right, the, well, you better my grandma. So there's just oh, yeah. that fence road between the road and the field and then the field. So it's like, I got him, you know, and I'll take the road. I'll jump him out in the field, fucking clear shot, run him down if I have to. You know? yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm all jazzed up and I'm asked, I asked my grandpa, I was like, uh, you want some pheasant tonight? Just getting kind of cocky. Randy was like, well, he was like, back when I was your age, I probably would have killed him too, but I get more joy out of just seeing him. He was like, I can't tell you how long it's been since I've seen a pheasant. And then I was like, well, I'll bring, I'll let you look at him really close, right. <laughs> you know? And my grandpa was like, I mean, I would eat pheasant, but he's like, I'd rather just see him. And I was yeah. like or however he would, I'd rather just see him on the wing, alive, you know, and I was like, all right, Grandpa, you know, Randy started it, you finished it, I'll let him live, right? you know, and then I, after a couple of days, I was just kind of thinking about it because it's like that was my chance at a pheasant this year, you know, yep. and then it's like since then, dude, I haven't killed a pheasant, and it's it's literally been that, dude, it's like why, you know, I love hearing him call, Yep do their little quick wing flap you know i love seeing the hens with their little chicks disappear right in front of you and then you see this big shiny fucking beautiful rooster and it's like what is it that makes me want you so bad other than the fact you're delicious you know what i mean like why 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 like i don't think that when i see a hen and i know they're probably just as tasty if not tastier so it's like
1: they probably are I would know, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude, but it's like,
0: so that's kind of, and, and again, those teaching moments, you never know, and I know they weren't trying to teach me anything, it was just something they both said in passing was, you know, when I was your age, I probably would have killed them too, but I get just as much, if not more joy out of just seeing him.
1: Yep. It's like, fuck, man. That's exactly what I meant, you know, them pheasant out there by my house, like, you easily take one. I know they're good. I've had them before plenty of <laughs> times. Yeah. It's like, just, nope, let them go. I'd like to see more of them. If the population came back up to what they were at when I was young and my dad used to take me out pheasant hunting, I'd consider hunting them again, but probably not till then. Probably won't be for a long while. No. but uh, uh,
0: South Dakota. Yeah. Go hit the Dakotas. If you really want pheasant, make a trip out of it, make it memorable. I mean, it's cool to jump them on your property or a buddy's fence row or whatever, but like you said, man, the elk thing. Like, I'd love to kill a Michigan elk. Just say I killed one at home. Yeah. But thinking about it, it's like there's herds that are 15, or states where they got 15,000. Why not go whack one there where we're not trying to reestablish a population? Same with moose. If they open a Michigan moose season, I'd probably feel the same way.
1: Right. Well, like I'd love to be able to hunt them in Michigan, but when they are like there isn't enough of them in my opinion, when they have to regulate the season the way that they do to do a lottery yeah. for you to buy it every year for say 20 years straight. Which I don't know if it's been a lottery for that long or not, but damn and, near. And to not get picked in that lottery, you know that's some pretty strict. Yeah. They're they're tightened right up on that season. If, yeah. they, if the herd is that small, if there's, the population is that low, I'd rather just go out west and shoot one yep. where they have a whole bunch of them. Just like, uh like you said, moose or, you know, obviously blackberry, go up north and hunt black bear, but they're freaking everywhere and you get up north. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you know, okay, there's a ton of them. Yeah. Whack black bear.
0: You're basically at the border where we live now. You know, I'm basically at the border of their population. You're... A little further into that diffused border. I mean, I know you saw there was one in Parrington a couple summers ago. Everybody got pictures of. Yeah,
1: there was that one. There was, there's actually been quite a few of them. The one of them, pretty sure crapped in our yard. See, Amy and I, we were sitting there, (laughs) we were were arguing about this. I was like, that is freaking raccoon shit in our yard. It's like, no, that's got to be bear shit. Look at all them berry seeds. Are you telling me raccoons don't eat berries?
0: That's fair. But was it a two hundred pound raccoon?
1: <laughs> Is, uh, you're not going I don't think you're gonna see a two hundred pound black bear in our area. No, um, li- likely not. Smaller than that. Maybe, likely not. You know, yeah. Maybe pushing a hundred pounds, hundred and ten or something like that. But it's like, and it wasn't that big of a pile. Like I could have picked it up and been like, you know, here you go. Here's this <laughs> yeah. pile, and the, my hand all cupped up. You know. And we went back and forth on that for, oh God, I don't know, maybe three, four, five days. And the Mennonite lady that used to own Dewey's got a picture of a black bear on the corner of Forest Hill and Maple Rapids Road. What? Yep. And she's like, I fucking told you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, you win. Maybe, maybe it was a black bear. You're right. <laughs>
0: you take her out for dinner and right. give her a formal apology. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, uh, you know the uh, <clears throat> the whole shit scenario <laughs> we've, been, <laughs> we've been dealing with? <laughs> Yeah well that's how you know you got a good relationship, dude. You're arguing over shit in your yard. You no. I mean? And it's not the kid's shit. No. It's not your shit. It's literal <laughs> bear or raccoon shit.
1: Oh yeah. And so uh speaking <laughs> of shit in the yard. Oh god, it was this wasn't this morning yesterday morning, the day before. Day before yesterday morning, I'm up getting ready for work or whatever. I got to go let ducks out cause I put them away every night. Yep. Cause they're dumb. They'll get eaten. Yep. So <laughs> yeah, I'm right. heading out there and I'm like, oh man, there's a one, like a half a duck eggshell in the middle of the yard. Like, oh, that's weird. I just fucking kicked it. I figured one of the ducks pulled it out of the garden box. So we put eggshells in there. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whatever. So I just stepped on it and squished it into the yard, kept going, <laughs> let them all out. Uh, I head off to work. But yesterday morning, I get up. Going out there, and then there's like three of them out there, like three half eggshells out there in the yard. Like, All right, we got something going on. I have to set the trap tonight. We'll go out there, let them out, feed them, take off, or go to take off for work. There's a dead possum at the end of our driveway, got smoked by a car. I'm like, oh, well, you got him. <laughs> our problem <laughs> solved. There we go. Well, we get home from work, like, I'm going to set the trap anyway. Big old Mama Coon in there. What? No morning this morning. Oh. Holy crap. She was mad.
0: Oh, dude, I bet. I bet. My grandpa's been warring with them for like five years, dude. See,
1: this is the first time we've ever had them in our yard like this. But again, our neighbor recently passed away. The new people that moved in there put up a fence all the way around their yard. So they're not getting in there as oh, easy. Yeah. She had bird feeders and all that. So they come and eat. She'd be like texting us or calling us in the middle of the night, like, oh my God, there's a raccoon under my bird feeder. Shoot it. <laughs> yeah, you just walk out there, <laughs> pop, 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 pop. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, actually I remember when they first put that fence up, they first moved in there. Uh, yeah. there's a raccoon like lumbering through our backyard and I'm like, oh fuck, it's lost man. Cause they got a row of pines <laughs> on the other side of their <laughs> property is usually used the, you know, the Normally the raccoons that use that, it's kind of like their hideaway highway. Yeah. And here's this raccoon fucking wandering around our yard. So I was in the garage. I didn't know anything about it. And, uh, our garage was a freaking train wreck at the time. So I'm like. Stepping over piles of shit to get to the back, to get to my toolbox, standing in front of my toolbox. <laughs> and I hear, pow, pow. I'm like, what the hell? I'm like listening. And all of a sudden Bentley whips the garage door open. And it's like, well, I'm shooting a raccoon in the backyard. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> you <laughs> so run I go, out. I, I want go, in on it. Yeah, I go running out there. And uh she's out there in her pajamas, barefoot, <laughs> with my, my little 22 revolver. Here's this coon like scurrying up a tree. She missed it. It's like, oh my god, give me that! Oh man, that cranked me up. I was like, man, way to welcome the new neighbors. <laughs> yeah, <dude>, for real. <laughs> oh, that was cool. You
2: gotta
0: go make him a bunk cake or something. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <I mean? laughs> hey, sorry for that, but this is the norm.
1: Right, yeah. you will get used to it. Man, dude, it wasn't even like maybe a week later. There was one walking along the edge of their fence on our side, not on the far side where the pines are, but on our side. What the fuck? All right, so I go out there. I go slipping over into their yard, so I get a nice inline shot of it yes. down the fence. And I'm not shooting at their fence. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> just letting them fly <laughs> at it. Finally, you know, fold that thing up. Yeah. A few body shots. And, uh, say go over there, scoop it up with a shovel, and I take a pitch across the road. And I'm like, you know, let the neighbors know that, uh. Wasn't shooting at them. Yeah, A big-ass <laughs> raccoon walking down the side of their fence. Knock
0: on the door with a grip and grin, dude. Right.
1: <laughs> you guys want this? <laughs>
0: yeah. My, uh, the first podcast I did with my grandpa, I cut it out because it was like three minutes of just, there was, I look over and he's got a bowl on the porch cause he's got a wild cat out there he likes for whatever reason. I allow it. Right? The same thing with the pheasant thing, dude. He likes his cats. So I look over and I see a cat in his bowl. I'm like, Oh cool, your cat's up here. And then like we're just go back to talk and then like thirty seconds later, I'm like that Your cat's orange. <laughs> like I look over dude and there's this raccoon staring at me through the window. <laughs> So I just, I, dude, I just quit conversation. I get up, I walk over to his cupboard. Put, he's got, he brought, uh, bought a brand new Smith and Wesson Victory 22. Nice. He fucking loves that thing, dude. He's decking it out and shit. Nice. Little by little, I just put a trigger in it for him. But anyway, so I grab that out, and both of his mags are empty. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, where's your ammo? He's and so his, he's talking to me. I'm over here. He's not even talking to the mic. He's like in the drawer. And uh, he's like, I don't, and it, it's behind him on the porch, you know, he's like, I don't want to move because I don't want to scare it. So he's just fucking talking to me. You can barely hear him on mic, but you do hear me slide the door open and pow, pow, pow,
2: pow, 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> So we talked for like two minutes about that and I was like, yeah, I'll just cut it out because it was literally, you could barely hear me and then you hear just shots ring on. It's like, there's no context. If I would have. Right been telling him, hey, talk into the mic and fucking just narrate this for right. me. You know what I mean? Then maybe I'd have kept it. But I might right. I might upload just that
1: clip. Right, just that clip. Yeah, that'd be Yeah, just because, be good. Just 'cause <laughs> I mean,
0: dude, it was hilarious. It was literally the first podcast I ever sat down with the intention of being a podcast, you know, so it right. was like
2: that was pretty funny that happened.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's just that's just that's just life out there, bro.
1: Yeah it is. I mean like I got bored. uh, Oh, God. I'm probably going on like uh, maybe a couple months. A couple months ago, I was like, you know, I got to do something. I was like, yeah, just freaking work and, you know, work at work and come home and work some more. And Mm -hmm. like, you know, all this shit that I'm doing, like, I could be sharing the shit if I wanted to, you know. Yeah. And a lot of times I will, you know, like, a Snapchat to my friends or whatever, <laughs> like the three or four <laughs> friends that I have at work or something, you know, send it to them. I'm like, oh yeah, look at this. You know, I'd put my new ceiling up in my kitchen. And I was like, damn, dude, that looks fucking good. You know? Like, All right. Like, oh, you know what? Maybe I will start sharing some of the shit. So I uh, made a YouTube channel. I just started doing, throwing up little shorts and shit. Dude, plug it. Uh, Homestead operator.
0: Homestead operator. Hom-
1: Homestead underscore operator. On YouTube. On YouTube. Hell yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah, dude, I'll have to add you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's, I mean, there's nothing good on there. Like none of the videos are taken out. I think my most views I've had is like 8,000, 7,500, something like that.
0: Dude, that's good.
1: That's the most. That one was, that one was freaking dumb. I didn't even want to put it up there because I, like, I hate the sound of my own voice. I can't say like hearing myself in (laughs) headphones talking into a microphone. It's driving me nuts, but... (laughs) You see, I've never talked in any of my videos and I'm like, man, I gotta uh, gotta get over this somehow. I gotta figure it out. Well, that was one of the only videos that I did talk in. And uh and yeah, that one got the most Yeah, I don't know if you want to see it. I don't even know if I'm yeah. fucking load down here. That's the one that got like seventy five hundred views or whatever.
0: That goes back to the uh, that Actually, goes back to the teaching even... moment.
1: It might even not have any volume on, because I turn my volumes all the way off, like all the time. But I just Bluetooth headphones <laughs> it. But yeah, it's like, you hear me say it, and they're like I spin the one fan, and you hear it growl, and I'm like, oh, bad bearing. Go to the other one. I'm like, clunk. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's a real bad bearing. <laughs> and like, that one got 7,500 views. I'm like, how? Oh, 112 Dude. likes. I'm like, how is that shit? And then I'll put something up that I think is gold, and I'll get like three views, and <laughs> Yeah, well, it's like damn. <laughs>
0: yeah, bro. But that goes back to the teaching moment thing. Like, you never know what video is gonna blow up. You never know what teaching moment or what moment is gonna be a teaching moment. You know,
1: right? Like, yep.
0: like that's that's the biggest thing I try to support people with is put that shit out there and yep. do it do it sooner than later because you do this for another ten years, did you get ten years of videos?
1: Right. Well, this, you know, what I was thinking, like this right here, like I'm putting the planks up in my ceiling. Just a quick short video. A couple, you know, added a couple together real quick. This one is after I hung the lights up. Added a couple. This one I'm doing outside work and my freaking duck is up there, like up my ass. I got this one, (laughs) this one duck, we call her little brown duck, LBD. Yeah, LBD. And dude, if you're outside doing something, that one duck is up your ass. Like she's right there. She won't let you bend down and touch her. But she wants to be right there. Like I'll be grinding lawnmower blades in the one video <laughs> on the side decks, my, you know, I don't have a workbench in my garage right now. Cause I'm working on re or putting up drywall and shit in there. I'm grinding lawnmower blades in the side deck. You look over, here's that duck standing right next to me. <laughs> be out there loading the van up. Amy's got a garage sale in town at the community center or something. Turn over and look, there's that duck. You <laughs> out there working in the garden, look over, there's that duck.
0: Just shooting it, sparks. You pan it over and they're landing on the ducks. Right. <laughs> That's fucking awesome,
1: man. So here's the one from today. I don't know if you want some volume with it. Yeah, there's the one from today. I mean, you can always edit this out if you want. Oh no, no, you're
0: good. We're keeping it in.
1: I put the graphic content warning in there. Man, you always hear about people getting like their shit shut off and Mm -hmm. shut down. It's like then
0: he's walking with a cup of coffee. He grabbed a revolver out of his (laughs) driver's side door. (laughs) Oh, what's that raccoon? Oh, (laughs) and he exterminated the raccoon (laughs) and carried her out on her shovel.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. it. (laughs) I love it. And I've, I've like, <laughs> that's, see, that's what I like about like mobile editing is like I can edit like a couple of things on here. I can just like turn the screen off, throw it in my pocket, go work or whatever. Oh, yeah. I get, you know, like five minutes right? I just turn the screen back I swipe it, like continue doing what I was doing. And that's why I've only done the shorts because I haven't had time to really mm. mess around with editing like a long format video. I would love to be like, start to finish long format you know, broken into a tolerable amount of, like, all that we're doing to our house. We did a lot of work to our house. Like, after I went through the cancer and everything, and I started getting better, and I was able to, like, start grinding out again, dude, our house looks a lot different than last time you seen. it. Damn. And I actually have, you know, a short on here of it, and, you know, I'm, that was... When I started like, you know, I could throw a lot of this house stuff that I've done into here, but it's like too late. I already did all the carpentry <laughs> work. I already did all the trim work, all the painting, all the wallpaper, all the, you know, all the good stuff that makes it look nice. It's like, you know what? I'm going to pick this up where I am. I'm going to start yeah. with the kitchen. I'll try to do the garage. I'll try to do, you know, all that stuff. It's not too late yet.
0: It's only too late if you let it, if you right, get it, it all was, done, you know.
1: Right. It's too late if you let it go.
0: Damn, man. So, yeah, like, what's the. Have you got a tripod or anything, or like a handy camera? Or no, or is it I'm all shut off I'm your just, phone?
1: It's all shut off my phone. I'm just really good at balancing my phone in weird places. Dude. And, you know, I just let it sit somewhere and teeter. And if, <laughs> if like, I have a ton of cut out crap where my <laughs> phone's, like, sitting there, like the one where I'm holding the board up there on the ceiling, I get it stuck up there. Well, as I was sticking it up there, my phone goes thump. Damn. All face down, like, all right, well, I got to edit that and yeah. cut that one off there and jump to something different. It's like, right here, no contractors, no special tools is what I called this one. It only got 750 views. And this is, mind you, I I don't hire anybody to do anything. The only time I ever hired anybody to do anything to our house was when our we needed our main electrical panel replaced in our mast lines, mass power lines.
0: Oh, replaced. yeah. Yeah, that's an job, yeah. dude. Yeah. yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> I could have done the box myself, the panel.
0: Yeah, but, but running un- everything, unhooking
1: the fucking power lines and pulling new mast lines through. No, I don't. I don't think so. I'm just gonna <laughs> let them do it all.
0: Yeah, that's not one you want to fuck with.
1: Right. And like you see a lot of holy that. fuck, dude. Oh, I think it looks good. I like it, dude.
0: That looks amazing, bro. That looks fucking phenomenal.
1: Thank you. We put a lot of work into it.
0: Dude.
1: This song is lit too. I love this song.
0: Yeah, you're going to have to go follow my boy over here. For real. You're going to have to check these out. These, Dude, that bathroom? Dude the bar legit legit still working on it yeah. so there's gonna be live updates on that
1: oh yeah i try to you know when i'm working on something i try to bust out you know the phone and get some kind of video put in there of it that washroom dude yeah Fuck. i did all of that oops that wash dude i love the sink in there too so that was okay so yeah that whole vanity that whole it's uh it was a table that we found somewhere on marketplace or an antique sale or something. And somebody had painted it all black, like with house paint or something. <laughs> so I had that thing up in the garage, pulled all the legs off it. I'm spraying stripper on it. I'm scraping this shit off. I'm like, God damn it. This fucking paint isn't wanting to come off. This table's all dinged as shit. So there's a bunch of low spots in it. So I fucking scrape off what I could. I power wash or not. I didn't, I didn't power wash. I scrubbed it off with a, the wash rag and some water. And I was like, Oh my god, that looks freaking good! Like all the low spots, some of the low spots still got some black paint in them. Some of the rotten spots where the, you know, like the, the grain of your wood, that darker part of your wood oh yeah, yep. is harder than the rest of it. So those are like sticking up in these half-ass rotten spots. You fucking sand them down a little bit. Oh, dude, it turned out sweet. I was like, man, I'm gonna have to throw this freaking thing away. But dude, dude I got done with it. it stuck, looks- I stuck with it. Drill the hole in the middle for a drain. Three holes in the <laughs> mid- or three holes in the back for the faucet. I was like, man, that thing looks great in there.
0: Dude, seriously. Like, uh... That's not even, And again, the things you don't plan, dude. Do you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> like, I wish I could have had that freaking table and that vanity. Cause it was, like, we literally picked this table up for like $10. It was some sale, so I don't know if it was a marketplace or an antique sale or whatever. And that was it. Like, and then what? I spent $10 on couple of cans of citrus strip or something, spray it down and scrape that paint off.
0: A little bit of elbow grease. Right.
1: And then the sink and shit, obviously we're going to have to buy no matter what. Cause we're redoing the bathroom. Shit, you got to buy.
0: <laughs> and see here, you were thinking you were going to refinish it and what you were doing was finishing it. Yeah. Fucking nuts, man. Yeah. I love it. it.
1: Yeah, it turned out really good when I finally got it done and got all the lacquer and everything on it. I was like, man, that looks good. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't give up on that cause trust me, I wanted to throw that thing in the back of the truck and throw it in the dumpster at work. <laughs> you go in
0: there every now and then and just drink a beer and look at it. You yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Well, you want to take a break and uh, I got to go pee really quick. I yeah. want to go check on the kids and make sure everything's going good upstairs. Yeah, definitely. Hell yeah. We'll be right back. All right. The old, Rattler. the old Lemon Rattler. Getting bred in on these Rattlers, that Rattler game strong. <laughs> yeah, man. So go ahead and plug your uh, YouTube one more time.
1: Uh, so Homestead Operator, it's Homestead underscore Operator.
0: And how often are, have you been posting?
1: Man, you know, it varies. Like sometimes it'll like hit me, like, holy oh shit, you know, it's been like four days and I haven't put (laughs) anything up and you know sometimes like oh crap I went a week and it's like I try to I'm getting better at it as I go of thinking about like even shit when I'm at work like catch a clip of something that way you know like let's say here in the next two weeks, like, I got, like, two or three clips on my phone of shit that I was doing at work that are, like, super short clips. Like, you know, I zip the last bolt, you know, have a trailer lifted way up in the air on the back of a switcher truck or something. I zap that last bolt out with my impact, you see that leg fall off and hit the ground. Save that one for, yeah. like, a compilation of, like, hey, what the fuck do I do in a day? What the hell's that Like, being a semi-truck, okay, here, here's a quick, you know, chop, 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 bunch of bits of what goes on in the day-to-day there.
0: Dude, that's, uh... <laughs> I love hearing that. Like, planning ahead. Right. Thinking about compilations, bro, and not taking from what you have already compiled as far as, like, posted, but... Ooh, just good. Right? <laughs> <laughs> there, listen, man, that Lemon Rattler? Yeah. That's that's one of my weaknesses, man. That is good. I've had to buy two variety packs because I go out with the mindset that I want my Lemon Rattler, and then <laughs> I can't find the fuckers except in a variety pack, but... You know, Manny right up here, damn near across the street. Don't go to the liquor store here. They'll, they'll fucking overcharge you. But the Marathon Station right next door, dude, he's usually got them. And I was talking to one dude in line a couple of weeks ago. I bought a pack, and he was like, those any good? And I fucked up. I should have been like, they're all right. But I was like, dude, they're
1: they're amazing. They're, they're my, <laughs> No, I was like, yeah,
0: dude, they're my favorite summer beer. Like, fuck a lemon shandy. Line and kugels, shandies, they're good. Yeah. Fuck a fucking... Fuck that summer ale, Sam Adams. It's good, but if I see these lemon rattlers, these porch rockers, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and it's named perfect, dude. I could sit there and watch kids play a sunset, rainstorm, yeah. anything. Just rocking on the porch.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's a good one.
0: So first impressions. Yeah, good. <laughs>
1: yeah. I approve.
0: Eyebrows raised.
1: <laughs> yeah, I approve of the porch rocker. That was the lemon rattler. It's yeah. great. Dude. Yeah, another good one. I'm not sure if it was from uh Sam Adams or Line and kugels but it was called Canoe Paddler.
0: That was uh
2: Line
1: and Kugels. That one was another real good one. That one shocked me. Like, I bought a variety pack of something. I don't remember what we were doing. I think we were going canoeing or something. Yeah. Which, by the way, never take bottles canoeing with you because they fucking sink. They sink, dude, yeah. You will lose your goddamn 12-pack, 24-pack, whatever you got to the bottom of that fucking river. <laughs> yes. You will not find it. <laughs> yes. That is experience. Yeah. <laughs> Stick with the cans. They float. You'll get them back. <laughs> yeah, when
0: you're when you canoeing, dude, yeah. yeah. You don't, uh, unless it's in a cooler that's sealed... And then you've got like a fucking koozie or something that zips up around it. Right. That bitch Flotation is rotation device
1: for your bottle. <laughs> yes. It, <was. laughs> yes, it should be required <laughs> by the DNR to keep the glass out of our rivers and shit.
0: <laughs> That's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. Life preservers? Mm-hmm. Drink preservers? Oh, we don't have those. You're getting a citation. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, man.
1: But yeah. That, that, like I said, that canoe paddler shocked me. Like I bought that variety pack. We're going out canoeing, I think. And, uh, I think it was towards the end of the trip too, like crack one of them open. And I was like, hey, take a big old swig off. It's like, oh man. All right. <laughs> yeah. should like, Hey, anybody want to try these? Like, <laughs> damn, you know, I think I had, uh, one other friend of mine in the same canoe as me. I fucking passed him back to him. He's like, damn, dude.
0: Dude, they're good. They got just that little bit of sweet, but almost that little bit of amber to them. They're good. They're complex. Honestly, if we're lining kugels, yeah. I'd put them up there at the top with, uh, if we're going seasonal, canoe paddler, that's a good, that's a good, uh, spring and summer one and then fall. Yeah. I hope they bring back their pumpkin shandy, bro.
1: Pumpkin shandy. That one's all right. Oh man. What was that stout that they had in the green label bottle? Mm. Oh, it's like Christmas, it a... Yeah, it was their Christmas stout? I think.
0: No, <sighs> it's not mint Java chip. That's no, that's odd. Side I'm thinking of. it
1: was it was it wasn't a flavored one like a vanilla or chocolate or anything like that. It was just a freaking porter.
0: Oh, uh, their vanilla porter.
1: No, it wasn't vanilla porter. No, that's a VJP.
0: Their their vanilla Java. St-
1: Vanilla Java mm-hmm. Porter is one of my go-tos, and those are good, but it those. wasn't, it wasn't that, I want to say they call it like a Christmas Porter or something. It was just like a regular plain, straight Porter. Okay. Oh, that was.
0: I'm in, dude. That was, yeah. a...
2: that
1: Qu- was another good one. <laughs> Quit twisting my arm. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah, while we're on the topic of beers, what would your, um, top three or five, your choice?
1: Top three or 5 Mm-hmm. I mean, beer is situational, man. Like, like
0: That's true. Summer beer, it, summer beer,
1: summer beer. <laughs> I need more. I gotta know what am I doing out there? Am I doing yard work, or am I freaking? You know, am I okay, floating so, down a river by out fishing?
0: So I, let's do, let let's, it, let's let's do five categories. First category, anytime. Your anytime beer.
1: Anytime beer. See what I was going through the health problems. I. I pretty much quit drinking for a long fucking time for like two years. And, but when I got back to the point where I was comfortable, like, hey, I'll grab a beer. I'd run up to Carl's. I didn't want to buy a six pack. That's way too much. And yeah. I got fucking trashed or, you know, <laughs> yeah. trying to finish it in the garage or whatever, just yeah. working on something. <laughs> so I'd grab uh, the tall boys. So I had to, you know, limited selection there. And, uh, yeah. Carl's, I, yeah. I come across or I, Found that I really like the Labatt Blue Light.
0: Okay. That's a good one. Blue
1: or Blue Light, they're both good. I mean, it depends on what I'm feeling when I'm in there. You know, I sit there and stare at them two cans for like five (laughs) minutes, looking like an idiot, (laughs) danger (laughs) dueling on myself, like, oh, God, which one do (laughs) I want today? (laughs) You know, and even at that point, when I first got to the point where i drink beer here and there again, fuck it, it was maybe once a month I'd grab beer, if that. Not very often at all, and still, like, uh, uh, like when uh, I run into Corey Gillespie or anything, like he's totally sober now. <laughs> Is it, he? Yeah, it blows my mind. It's like,
0: wow, that's know, good to hear, though.
1: You know, that's I almost, good to hear. I almost had that forced on me through the health problem. I did for a while, but finally coming around where I'm like, oh, I have a beer here and there. But yeah, him, Ryan. I listen to Ryan's show on here, and it's like, damn, dude, way to go, fuck yeah, yeah. It's great, but two options up there, my once a month beer, it's like.
0: Left hand, right hand. What do we (laughs) go?
1: Yeah, one or the other. (laughs) But before my health issues, before I had cancer, uh, it was Milwaukee's Best Light Tall Boys.
0: Milwaukee's Best isn't too bad either, bro. It wasn't
1: bad, but it was cheap.
0: Yeah. I could
1: grab two or three of them with a $5 bill and.
0: But for as cheap as it is. It wasn't bad. The, the flavors, not a bad profile. Right. I feel yeah, like it, it gets is. foamy quicker though.
1: Right, I feel like it is comparable to like drinking a bush or a bush light or something like that. I think it's yeah, better than. I think it's better than the bush light bush. But I'd put it in that same category. Yeah. With like the cheaper light beers, you know, not quite. La bat. The cheapest, but. You know, I'm not talking about drinking like hams or anything. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> Red Dog. <dude>. Yeah. <laughs> Steel Reserve. Oh, that wasn't really beer.
0: Fucking Cobra or whatever yeah. it is. Magnum. Forty. What is it? Forty-five Colts or whatever. The hell. Oh, yeah. Crazy man. Remember four Locos?
1: I was never big on those. I always drank the Steel Reserves. The...
0: <laughs> not bad. Not a bad option,
2: dude.
1: <laughs> I, 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 well. When I was in college, it's limited on money all the time. You know, yeah. that much. There's one gas station down the road from the campus that sold to anybody who would show them something <laughs> when they <laughs> ask for an ID. Hand the dude your debit card when he asks you for his ID, he'll hand it back to you and tell you your total. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you hand, the hand him the same <laughs> card. The same fucking again. And I think he was doing that. The only reason he would do that was because if somebody were to come in and try to review his cameras, like saying, like, oh, well, you sold to a or No. Oh, I check ID. I check ID. You oh, know, the watch video. See, I check ID. You hand him your uh, we just have to wear our name tags. Yeah. It's a card. It's just our campus ID. I take that, hand it to him. Hand it back to you. Flips it over, yeah, looks flicks, at the back. The flips it over, <laughs> looks at it, hands it back to you, tells you your total, away you go. So you used to be able to go, you know, just cruise down there and grab a 12-pack of them. Pretty fucking cheap. Eight bucks. And you know, they're pretty high content in alcohol, so.
0: Yeah, what are they, but, like 12? I don't, Nine I don't or remember, 12? Dude. They're up there, dude. Oh,
1: yeah. They do the job, though. Yeah, fuck <laughs> yeah.
0: Especially after, like, the second one, you don't really catch flavor as much anymore. It's right. just about going down. yeah. <laughs> <I know. laughs> And it's going down.
1: Oh, yeah. I got some good pictures on my laptop. Uh, some of the parties we had when, we were, when I was down south. Uh, midget that we were partying with. Literally, <laughs> he was fucking short as shit. And uh, he's sitting in a shopping cart by a bonfire with his feet stretched out inside of the cart all the way. No way. This <laughs> beer up. I'm like, Dude. Uh, Yeah. Uh, oh, I love it. That's oh, awesome. Man, some of those times I had down there were awesome good times
0: yeah and you went to school in the south so i can <laughs> only imagine
1: dude well yeah. <clears throat> nashville tennessee nadc mm-hmm. uh i think they changed i think it's a lincoln tech school now i'm not sure if they still call it the nadc campus or what but
0: lincoln right, Tech.
1: right as i was leaving i was one of the last classes to graduate as nadc and not lincoln tech no shit so well, wow yeah that school is a freaking zoo I wouldn't recommend it, but I mean, we're all too—I mean, it's a trade school, like that's a freaking trade school. Yeah, dude, you, dude, you, you, you know that—that cl- that class of people comes from other trade school workers. They grew up with their partiers, their freaking fighters, they're
0: everything, dude. Oh, yeah. You name it, drug dealers, yeah. Oh yeah,
1: oh dude, when I was down south, I was a kid. So there was this Walmart that you could walk to from campus, just through like an alleyway. They would close this alleyway off at night. Like as soon as the sun goes down, the security guards go over there and lock the gate. Why? Because people getting jumped through there all the fucking time. You know, a bunch of college kids, <laughs> somebody <laughs> be waiting on the other side. You know, they come back with fucking $100 worth of groceries or whatever, somebody beat your ass, steal your, your shit. Money or
2: take
0: your groceries, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. this said it happened all the fucking time. So you're only allowed to walk through the alleyway because it was dark and it turned so you couldn't see it the whole time. So they closed it off, and then you had to walk all the way around the block or whatever to get to the Walmart. So uh, we go walk, and we walk through the alleyway. We're going to have to walk way around on our way home or back to the dorms, and uh, we're in line checking out. And the dude, the cashier's trying to sell us Adderall like, <laughs> as we're checking out. You guys want like, Adderall? You know anybody wants any? I got to make some money, man. <laughs> like, you shouldn't we, Dude, you're at dude, work. What do you mean you need to make money? He's one of three cashiers and the other one's just sitting there ringing people up. You know, not, don't give a fuck. This dude's selling Adderall at Walmart. <laughs> oh my God, dude. <laughs> Like, no. oh, it's like no, I'm good. I already got a prescription for that. One. Yeah, dude, I'm, <laughs> I'm good,
0: dude. I'm golden. Do you need any Adderall?
1: <laughs> oh, fuck, God. dude. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Or we're uh, <laughs> trying to think of some of the other good times you we had.
2: Fuck. We're uh,
1: <laughs> one of our or a couple of our friends. Our little group of friends, uh, probably like four or five of them, had this apartment. It was an off-campus apartment. It was right by uh, Percy Priest Lake. Anybody in the Nashville area knows Percy Priest Lake, Percy Priest Dam. him. And uh, so we're out there partying at this place and uh, decided we're going to go down to the pool. Well, the pool closed at like 10 o'clock. It's like 2 o'clock in the morning. Let's <laughs> fuck this. Let's go to the pool. Dude, we get down there. So we're being loud as fuck, like thinking, all right, it was... We probably end up in jail because we're all drunk and underage yeah, At the
2: pool. Yeah, at the pool. <laughs> and, yeah, at the breaking pool. and entering.
1: <laughs> and, uh, dude, people started showing up. Like, this is a fucking party now. Like, there's, it went from like five of us to like 10 of us real quick. Maybe 12 of us. Like, people just down there, people showing up with footballs and shit, coolers, partying <laughs> out. They're handing out beers, you know.
0: You're the first domino, uh, dude. <laughs> you know?
1: And we're like, holy shit, this is fucking great. And all of a sudden, security guard comes walking up hey, you guys got to get out of there. And dude, we look and it's like a wet streak. Alberto running down the fucking <laughs> walkway, hops the fence, and he's on the third floor, dude, like, right now. <laughs> and, uh, Gus, he's, Gus was from uh, Georgia. He looks at me. I can't even begin to mimic his voice, so I can't even drive. He looks at me with this. Super heavy southern dry. Where did Alberto go? <laughs> like, dude, he's up there. Look he's watching us <laughs> from the stairwell. How the hell did he get up there?
0: He doesn't even
1: know. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, they just kicked us out. Told us we had to leave. We couldn't be there after hours, or whatever. Security guard was cool about it. Let's pack all our shit up. So that was that was nice of him. Okay. I mean, he's a security guard. He's like, hey, you guys, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I understand. <laughs> I know, but it's my job to tell you to leave. So
0: Man, he's, He knows he's outnumbered, so he's <laughs> got to have some sort of diplomacy.
1: Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. No, he didn't call the cops or anything. Like, he could have easily like, called the cops and had the cops freaking deal with it. No. You guys got to get out of here. I'm like, all right, fine.
0: You win. Dude, he probably had a date. Like his girlfriend was on her way. They're going to have right. a private pool night. You know, he's <laughs> like, fuck, dude, get out of here. Right. <laughs> I can't ruin it because then I ruin it for me.
1: The hell. <laughs> <laughs> then
0: I got to fucking be on these reports and it turns into a whole night of work, dude. Let's get out of here.
1: Uh, so I watched dude get tased by the cops like right, right outside of our dorm window. This is another good time down there. <laughs> So this guy is going to school there. He's on, K- they have no alcohol allowed on campus. And if you get caught on campus, intoxicated, you get kicked out. That's what they say. I'm sure they give warnings and stuff as long as you're not being belligerent. But this dude <laughs> yeah, is.
0: Starting fires.
1: Right. This dude's <laughs> walking down the freaking balcony or walking down the, the, I guess you call it balconies. A big walkway balcony that connects all the dorms together all outside. So every door lets outside. It doesn't let out into a hallway. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, we're about in the middle of the building, second floor. And this, I'm staying outside smoking. And, uh, yeah, by the way, sorry, mom. I smoked all through college. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, Anyway, this, I'm out there smoking and this dude's walking down the freaking. Balcony way, like all the way at the other end of the building. I'm in the middle of the building and he's punching every single window as he walks by it. Carrying a uh, half gallon, a handle of vodka in his hand. Like, yep. (laughs) Flick that one out and go inside. Yep. (laughs) Like, I'm going to shut the light off for a minute. I want this douchebag knowing we're fucking up trying to fight us or something. He's wasted drunk. Barely walking. I don't know how he's even swinging without falling (laughs) down. So, anyway, he gets past us. And he gets down to the other end of the building, and I can, like, open the door. I'm, like, looking. I'm, like, oh, shit, he's still out there. Close the door. He's coming back our way, punching windows still. So, I'm, like, all right, fuck this shit. I called the security guard. I was, like, hey, yeah. dealing with this crap. No. Like, I understand if you want to have a good time, get drunk or whatever, more power to you. Even if you're being fucking loud, I don't care. Don't yeah. walk around with a half gallon of vodka in your hand on a college <laughs> campus, punching windows. <laughs> so, uh, security gets there. He tries fighting the security guard. Security guards obviously don't want anything to do with it. They're all, like... 40, 50 year old dudes, overweight, bald, (laughs) not fit for the job to be fighting freaking mechanics.
0: They're fighting diabetes as it is, dude.
1: (laughs) And so, so they call the cops and I don't know why he kept going back and forth on that second floor balcony. That's the only one he's on. And the cops corner him. One cop goes up each stairwell at the very (laughs) end of the building and one waiting at the bottom of the center stairwell right out front, right outside of our door. And so he's fucking sitting there arguing with the cops, arguing with the cops, fighting, throws that fucking bottle over the balcony at the cop car. They got him fucking the cornered. They're like, finally the one guy's like, tase him. <laughs> Snap! Dude hits the ground, all wadded up. Funny as hell. I just wanted my mom. <laughs> fucking balling. Crying his eyes out, crying for his mom's getting arrested, all the way to cop cars. Like, dude.
0: Your mom's not here. Like, bro,
1: if you wanted your mom, you should have made that phone call like a couple hours ago. Yeah,
0: <laughs> dude, yeah. Now we have to make it.
1: Right. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. It my... was a good time. I <laughs> was one of the ones that like, we weren't, you know, like my roommate didn't drink at all. Uh, He's a good kid. I was a hellion you know, of our little group, of our dorm. And, uh, so, you know, we were just chilling there. We were like playing video games or something. We took a little break. And <laughs> so the two come strolling through. I'm like, damn, hey, Yeah. <laughs> was, yeah. We don't need that shit. <laughs> no, Not here. Dude.
0: Not here, dude. No.
1: Mm-mm.
0: Yeah, bro. That's, uh.
1: Well, <laughs> then also, they'd, like, they'd kick you out for fighting. they say, you know, if you could call fighting, that's no strikes. Here's your only warning. Your uh, orientation. So, but I don't know how they do it because if you go onto Google, or not on Google, onto YouTube, just type in NADC Fight Club. That's Nashville Auto Diesel College. <laughs> NADC <laughs> Fight, Fight Club. Club. Dude, there's an endless supply of motherfuckers beating the crap out of each other <laughs> in dorm rooms and I don't know. They didn't get kicked out. Maybe it's a mutual combat thing. I don't, oh yeah, maybe. <laughs> <Could be. laughs> I don't know. Maybe there was a
0: contract written up. Right? <laughs> yeah. Maybe,
1: maybe. I don't know. But
0: college ruled note paper. Just <laughs> yeah. you sign here, I sign there. Okay, our signatures are together. This means
1: right. This means mutual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Fuck yeah, man. That's yeah, good times down there, but <laughs> I don't think I could live down there again too hot. No. That killed me. You
0: didn't get used to it?
1: No, man, I could not. Like, even now, 70 degrees is, like, too much for me. I'm freaking dying.
0: I'm not alone then, dude.
1: No. Like... I get super hot quick. Like, comfortable working temperatures for me is... Like, it sounds ridiculous to so many people. Like, I would rather be outside in the 0 to 30 range than be outside in the fucking sixty to ninety range, like you know, like.
0: I mean, uh, that's a toss-up for me, dude. Because like in the winter, I get to a point where I get bored—not bored—I get fed up with the cold. But then in the right. summer, I get to a point where I get fed up with the heat. It's like I would give anything to be fucking thirty degrees right now outside.
1: Yep. I see. I'm kind of the same way, but my me getting fed up with the cold usually doesn't come until I have to wear a sweatshirt out in the morning because it's too cold, but by the time, you know, a couple hours later rolls around, I'm too fucking hot. Yeah. (laughs) When it goes from like 20 degrees in the morning, we are walking out to your car to go to work and then it's fucking like 70 degrees when you get out of work. man, I can't do it.
0: It's a no win scenario. (laughs) Like
1: then I don't like the cold. Yeah. If it's going to be warm, I prefer like, honestly, to say 65 to 70 light breeze yeah no sun
0: i mean i would even extend that 65 to 70 i don't want to say 75 like 73 yeah light breeze yeah it's 75 is like peaking
1: yeah
0: but is there if there's a breeze
1: No. Yep.
0: but yeah dude when you gotta run your heat in the morning and then you get in your car in the afternoon your heat's still on right. and you're just sweating balls already it's like what the fuck dude yep. gotta turn the ac on ridiculous yeah well fuck we got through one beer what's your, You're right <laughs> what's your what's your uh i was just thinking i was looking at your guinness i'm like i got a guinness now oh yeah i got these guinness <laughs> what's your uh not not the sidebar again from the sidebar but oh,
2: yeah <laughs> we were talking about beer <laughs> yeah, dude. yeah
0: um so what would be your working in the yard beer
1: Yard work beer. God, it's got to be something that's going to be okay if it gets warm.
0: Mm hmm. That's uh, that's a wise man I, right that's there.
1: That's a tough one. I'd almost have to say yeah. it's something like this. like Because you still get that nice lemony flavor. Even if it gets warm, it's still palatable to an extent. Yes. But, it, like, man, I don't. It seems like I've had Guinness before warm, and it wasn't terrible. But it's... some beers, when they get warm, especially it seems like the cheaper ones. Oh, yeah. Like, bush light, I could not drink warm bush light or bud light or something like that.
0: It gets dry, dude. It, like, dries your mouth out. It's weird.
1: Yeah, it does. It's yeah. weird. So, again, that one would be situational on top of it being situational. Like, you know, I mean, something <laughs> lemony, I'm going to say, something lemony, like a lemon shandy or something would probably, okay. maybe a blue moon. I don't remember drinking warm blue moon, though.
0: I'm sure it's happened.
1: I'm sure. I guarantee it has. I just don't remember. It. As long as you don't remember it, that <laughs> means it
0: wasn't a terrible experience.
1: That just means I was at least three beers in when I got warm. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: that's true too, dude. It's situational. Okay, so what about um, what about like a hike through the woods? I'll
1: hike through the woods.
0: You want to pull that mic a little closer, do you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're good. Just Fair. just
1: a little bit. Yeah. Uh, hike through the woods, I would, hmm, good hiking beer. I almost might say that that one kind of falls similar to a yard work beer because if I'm hiking, I don't like short hikes mm-hmm. and I don't want to carry a cooler.
0: Okay. <laughs> Th- that's fair.
1: I might even go with, uh... I've never been a big fan of hard liquor, but I might even go with, like, a schnapps or something. Something that gives you that false sense of cool.
0: I can see that. I can and, see that. Something menthol-y? Yep. Or minty? I, minty, yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: I might have maybe some Dr. G or something.
0: Damn, okay. I I was, when you said schnapps, I immediately thought, like, peppermint schnapps, but.
1: Yeah, something, oh. something cooling, I would think. A, maybe as for like a beer, I'd yeah probably the same thing something lemony, something summery, something that will keep its freshness even if it's warm.
2: Okay,
0: now do you fuck with IPAs at all? No, okay, because that was that's, not a big fan of that's kind of thought that's where I thought you were going was IPAE or it's where I thought you'd go because um, for me, depending on the hike. If it's somewhere around here, there's not a whole lot of... I mean, this time of year, there's a lot of aromatics, but like, you get up north where you got cedar fucking swamp, I like that aromatic mixed with my beer. So it's like an IPA is fucking about perfect for that. I mean, I love yeah. Two-Hearted as it is, but I'd step away from the Two-Hearted into something more, because I'll just down it too hearted You know, I All want right. something to enjoy. So that's kind of where I thought you were going with that.
1: No, I've never been a fan of IPAs. I mean, they only I've only had them a couple of times, maybe three or four times. Never really hit the spot for me. Okay.
0: So what about a beer that you would take um, on a fishing trip?
1: Fishing trip. A, hey. Let's
0: say either a night of bow fishing or a day of bluegillin' or bass casting. Somewhere where you have a cooler.
1: Somewhere where you got a cooler?
0: And you're on the water,
1: right? Yeah, cooler boat on the water. <laughs> yeah. okay. I'm gonna have to say i I would go with like a regular pilsner, like a or a like a blue or a blue light, or you know something. Okay. Uh, Maybe well, if some you know, depending on who all is there and who all is buying beer, maybe everybody buys the same thing. Everybody buys Bud Everybody buys. Whatever you guys can agree on, that way you're not worried about whose is who coming out of the cooler. Everybody just grab a freaking beer and drink it up.
0: That's a good point too.
1: You know, like the camaraderie cooler, yep. kind of thing. The community you know, that, way, cooler. that way, it's not like oh, somebody drank all my fucking beer and left me with this shit. Like, oh and everybody dump their what you want to buy in there and fuck if you're thirsty, you grab one.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. The community cooler is something that's kind of gone out of favor. I feel like I don't, and that could be an age thing too. You know. Um, but when I was, when we were younger, I feel like the community cooler was, uh, almost an innovation yeah. where we were like, why don't we just all
1: all drink the same beer? We could all drink the same beer. Yeah, Just dump it in the same cooler and, and just then you drink s- it. <laughs> you
0: start getting guys that are ripping their tabs off or double dutting their can or fucking making some way to mark their beer, you know, but, mm-hmm. and that's all anecdotal. You know, yeah. whose beer is this over here? It's like, has it got a dent in the front and back? Nope, just the back. All right, that's Ricky's, you know? Yeah, like, that's Ricky's. Where is Ricky, you know? <laughs> He's out
2: puking in the bushes.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And then one more. One more. Let's say it's a crisp autumn, autumn day. You went out hunting. You return home. You had a, whether it was a fruitful hunt or not, you had a good hunt, maybe a little exertion. Maybe you sat in the stand all day and you're thinking about going home and drinking a beer.
1: That's what I might consider, like one of those pumpkin type beers, you know, fall beer, mm-hmm. something. I mean, not necessarily, it doesn't have to be pumpkin, but maybe even one of them hard ciders, you know, like.
0: Bro, okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah. You know? I can applaud that. A cider, that's a perfect time of year for cider. Yeah. I mean it
1: is. It's
0: anytime's a good time, but that's right, but you know, that's it's suiting. Yes.
1: <laughs> you know, it's fall. I just got back from bow hunting, you know, I you know, just maybe I just dump the dough off or something at the processor and you know. Go sitting have a down, victory beer. Yeah, you know, sitting all back around a fire or something with the kids or making some s'mores or whatever.
0: Dude, that's a
1: Throw it on the cider. That's didn't a wise bad.
0: choice. That's a wise choice. So do you have a favorite cider then?
1: Oh man, they've changed so much. That, like, like I said, I haven't drank for a long time. It felt like a long time, a couple years. And, <laughs> it uh, feels like forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, God. like Red's was the only thing that was really there when I was drinking. Yeah. Regularly. And even then, you know, I didn't buy stuff like that. Because up north is typically where we'd go if we were hanging out drinking or whatever. And up there, it, they, it's community cooler. Mm-hmm. The shed fridge is always full of beer. It's always bush light. The cabin fridges, like, okay, let me paint you a little picture. Yeah, so, go ahead. drive down like a dirt road. And then at the end of this dirt road, there's a sign that says, you know, dead end. Yep. And around that sign is a two track. So you keep going up in there and it's private road from that point on. And there is three roads, as you're driving down this private road, there's three roads that branch off all to the right towards the lake off of this private road. That private road ends at the last one. So we know everybody in that little area. Uh, my wife's family (laughs) owns all the cabins on the center road, the middle road of the three. So you turn down that road. So you're heading towards the lake. The first cabin on the right is my in-laws. First cabin on the left is my mother-in-law's sisters. The next one, her other sister on the left. The one on the right is her cousins. Then they have what they call the main cabin, which is down at the end. It's by the lake. That's awesome. (laughs) And then there's a shed next to the main cabin that we call the shed. Fitting. Well, it's an outhouse, but they call it the shed because you're not allowed to have an outhouse. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So in there, there's a fridge in the main cabin, there's a fridge and, uh, and then at the beginning of the road, uh, oh, there's three cabins on the left. Her, her other aunt and uncle own, anyway, all her aunt and uncles are on the left side. (laughs) There's three cabins and, uh. The two, two of the three cabins have sheds at the very beginning of the road when it branches off the private drive. And there's a fridge in each of those sheds and they're all like, <laughs> you need a beer, go to my fridge. You yeah, need a beer, a hit, the ma- hit the main cabin. You <laughs> need a beer, hit the shed. need a beer, here's a cooler. Wherever you're so closest. So like if you buy a 30 pack and you want to just join the community or whatever, you know, 30 packs like 20 bucks or something. Yeah. And you just throw it in one of them fridges. Oh, this fridge is full. i throw a couple in here. I'll go over to Brad's fridge and throw some in there. It go off. to the <laughs> main cabin, throw the rest <laughs> of it in there. And then you're good. You know, like wherever you go, if you want a beer, you just stop and grab one out. And that's great. Yeah. So that's... that that's <laughs> where, like, like I said, the community, uh, community cooler. Everybody drinks the same thing. It's so much easier. Like if I was to go up there and be like, well, I don't want to drink Bushlight. I only want to drink. Budweiser well then I'm kind of on my own I got my own cooler with my cooler I got to truck this cooler around with me everywhere rather than just roaming around
0: yeah which I mean you know how I am with my beer I'll drink whatever but I mean Guinness and Porch Rockers bro (laughs) I I can't find these if I don't sample you know so I'm always trying you know new craft beers or new releases And uh, back when you could get them in the singles, there's still a couple places you can. I'd just pick up a six-pack of six different beers, and then, boom, you find one you really like. But in a situation like that, I'm vibing hard because I might have a cooler with my custom beers in it. And then you buy a 30-pack so you can roam around and drink. But then when you want to just step away for a fucking cigar or you want to go down by the water and fucking get your rod you know. make a couple casts, whatever. You go and grab whatever you want for that scenario. But it's almost a planning ahead type thing where you got to plan, all right, I might be feeling this beer at this time. And yeah, that does seem like a hassle Whereas you could just be like, I'd really like a beer. <laughs> you just right. walk to the so, closest fridge. <laughs> yeah, you just walk to the closest
1: fridge. Like you said, it's a whole fucking private road, dude. It's not short. Like, I mean, it, I mean, it's not like you're... Exhausting yourself walking up to the freaking lake from the back of the road and back, but who'd I mean, I almost walk that far over a <laughs> beer? Like at that point, you might as well fill your pockets and drink piss warm beer all the fucking day. Yeah, know?
0: dude, you grab a couple.
1: But no, it's it's a short walk to a fridge anywhere, a cooler or something.
0: As it should be, honestly. Yeah,
1: and a, in a place set up like that, heck yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome.
0: And it's meant to be relaxing, not a fucking excursion every time you, know. you want a beer you know?
1: you know i mean but
0: if you got side by sides i guess you can well, cut it down a little bit
1: well but. that's another good thing about that being a private road is kids on four wheelers you don't got to worry about kids on golf carts get them a freaking little dirt bike or something they'll ride all over the place up and down this private road and the small property this cross private road and it's never a problem it's it's awesome
0: does it butt up to any trails like where no. you could trail off or?
1: No. They do get a lot of lost traffic through there because Google Maps shows that that private road goes all the way through to the next road and it doesn't. The <laughs> landowner's like, hey, this is my property. What's this road doing here? Let's plant some trees. Yeah, for real. Yeah. So yeah, that whole stretch is like the entire private road, I want to say is probably like four or five, 600 yards long. And they'll get people like driving up in there like real slow, like this fucker's lost. <laughs> yeah. And they come back through real slow. <laughs> you see them come back through again. And usually one of the guys go down there and be like, hey, you know, you're on a private road, right? Oh, no. GPS says it goes all the way through. <laughs> like, no, GPS is wrong. Sorry.
0: Yeah. That nav system is outdated. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Damn man. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> what lake are you on up there? It's if you don't mind me asking.
1: A Cranberry Lake. Oh,
0: hell yeah. Yep. yep, the old That's, lady's mom's got a cabin up in that area. That's why I was kind of curious.
1: Right. Uh, Ryan's, one of Ryan's family members, Ryan Dunman's family members, has a cabin on that same lake. Yeah,
0: yep. Uh, his he's, grandpa.
1: He's down in the Channel.
0: Yep, yep.
1: Yep. The, is it the South Channel?
0: Oh, fuck, it's been so long since I've been up there. I believe...
1: I'm like 90% sure it's in the South I Channel. I believe
0: it is, but I could be wrong. So don't there's quote a me boat on
1: launch that. at the end of the channel? Yes. Yep. Yes, yep. south channel. North Channel does not have boat launch. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I remember we all went out boat fishing together at one point, we were talking about it. And, yeah. And uh somehow we got on subject cabins or something. <laughs> yes. say, oh, yeah, my grandpa's <laughs> got one up on Cranberry Lake in Harrison. I'm like, what? No shit. <laughs> dude,
0: there's been so many good but random conversations bow fishing, man.
1: Oh, yeah. I
0: mean, you're stuck in a boat with somebody for a minimum of four hours oh, yeah. shooting at fish. So it's like in between the shooting at fish and any mechanical issues or whatever comes up or beaching a boat or just taking a break for a beer and a cigarette or at that time rolling a couple of joints, you know.
2: Right.
0: It's like whatever it is, dude, you got time to kill, especially if it's a slow night. Not in any hurry to get anywhere. You're just basically floating on an aquarium, see what you can see, you know? And the conversation gets deep sometimes, man.
1: Yes. Yeah. I remember yeah, that. It freaking blew my mind. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> what? <won laughs> on what <laughs> lake?
2: Yeah, man. Oh, my
1: God. Yeah, that's good. Speak? I'll oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was actually just thinking, like, you know, I think I only went out bow fishing with him, like, twice two or three times maybe and it seems like it's a fucking riot like every time we went out like we always seen fish we like we did some sketchy shit like launching your freaking boat in that uh that channel right down just south of tyler sawyer's house oh yeah yeah that little ditch thing yes. is like, dude, it was not <laughs> yeah. meant to take a freaking boat trailer. What are you doing? <laughs> Got the Jeep buried in there, <laughs> yes. like choking and the exhaust is all full of water. You finally pull that fucking thing out, you stomp <laughs> on it, <laughs> shooting water out the exhaust. <laughs> like, oh man, you about lost your Jeep. <laughs> yes.
0: It's like, it'll be all right. You sure? Yup. <laughs> it's not his first boat launch mm-hmm. out here,
1: man. Your brothers were with us that time, or one of your brothers, was it?
0: I One think, or both? I think they were. I think they both were with us. Yeah, I know at least Greg was with us. It might have been yeah. Brandon too, but
1: I you know. I think it was both of them. But yeah, we were out there, and uh, somebody was rowing us around. That was the me. Engine died and. Uh, we couldn't get to the fish fast. You could see him jumping everywhere, <laughs> rolling and hitting the water everywhere. And we couldn't move fast enough to get up on him. So we're like arcing arrows like <laughs> fucking 50, 60 yards right at fish. <laughs> fucking 45 <laughs> degrees, dude. <laughs>
0: yeah. Just praying. I hope I don't run out of line before this bitch lands. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it some good times, man. Oh,
1: yeah, that was awesome.
0: I remember uh, I took you out. We went out solo one night on the maple. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, it was a pretty slow night. Just actually it was about this time of year. It wasn't slow, but all the fish were up in the grass on the flooded Island. And we just couldn't get through all that fucking. I mean, there were fish everywhere, but we just couldn't get to them. So it was just a matter of trying to get them before they ran into the grass. And I remember coming around to Bend and there were a couple of gar floating there and you were like, oh my God. And then you whack that one, dude. And you're like, oh my God, dude.
1: I remember that was the first gar that I smacked. Yeah, dude.
0: And like. <laughs> dude those memories are why i do it like your face just your whole mood that that week dude you were just like fuck man like
1: let's go do that again i shot a (laughs) prehistoric fish dude just like i got to hold a car yeah man yeah and then uh shit there was uh, was a couple times we went out uh you know those big fields that are again just south tyler sawyer's house freeway dikes yeah yeah Remember when them were all fucking flooded and we stayed out there like all night. We started out bow fishing yeah, and we dude. found that spot where I was running over. It was like a little waterfall over the one dike. Yes. And we just kept shooting down that freaking waterfall. And every time you pull a fucking <laughs> fish up.
0: Dude, I'm, I'm so glad you remember that because. Uh, Fuck
1: yeah, bro. was <clears> great.
0: You're the only witness I have to me just, just knowing fish, dude. As long as you know fish, you're like, all right, there's fish here. Mm-hmm. And you remember when I just. We were looking for fish and I was just like, fuck it. And I shot in there and pulled the carp out and you're like,
1: yeah. how, how, how the, how right. the fuck? How the did you know that thing was there? You cannot see that. <laughs> There's no way.
2: No. Dude.
0: But it's just knowing that, you know, they're there. It's where that water's flowing, fresh oxygen. Yeah. You know, it's flowing from a shallower area. So it's warmer water. They just, they want to be there.
1: Yeah.
0: You put that's... an arrow where they want to be and.
1: Yeah.
0: A lot of times they're there. Dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad you remember that, because that was literally the only witness I have to not even seeing a fish just shooting in the water and pulling a fish out.
1: Yeah. I I seen it. I witnessed it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Which I'm not going to lie, for a little bit after that, I was was a little bit, uh, not cocky, but overly confident in my (laughs) fish-finding abilities. Where, dude, like, there'd be those little, uh, like, backwater areas that would be covered in duckweed, and you'd randomly see a dogfish pop up. And you're like, all right, there's a log right here. I know there's, like, three or four laid up underneath that bitch. And you'd shoot in there. Sure enough, three or four dogfish would bust out, but you'd pull out nothing. And you're like, I missed him by, like, a quarter inch. You do that ten fucking times, you're like, all right, I'm done with this shit, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? Fuck this guesswork. It's, it's, it's like my streak is gone. Like, I'm yeah, one nope. for 11 now. You know? <laughs> but, yeah, man, that shit was fun. We've uh, We've gotten an airboat since we've taken you out last.
1: Yeah, I remember, actually... I was up at fish camp the one year, this was quite a while ago, and the ice was super patchy out there. And I actually called you. I tried, we were sitting there drinking in the main cabin, tried getting you to bring your airboat up there. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah, to go out ice fishing. <laughs> it's like we off can't the go ice fishing yeah. <laughs> because there's no ice and we can't go out there fucking fishing because there's too much, too fucking much ice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what do we do? Well, we just jig off the side of an airboat.
1: <laughs> right. Why not? <laughs>
0: Yeah, this might be another thing I have to cut, but I have uh somewhere, I'll have to try and find it, but I got a couple of blueprints drawn up where um it's basically a fold-over ice shanty for the front of an airboat. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how they have the grass rakes that come up like a big-ass nose? Mm-hmm. They use those a lot in the Everglades to push grass down so it's not whipping people in the boat because that grass gets tall as fuck. Oh. But it's kind of the same thing, bracket system, where it'd be a ice shanty that folds down off the bow, and then the only thing is you just have a couple mooring eyes welded to the front of the boat that you would clip into in a harness. So like Saginaw Bay fishermen, they're out there on that sketchy ice, dude. You really want to go ice fishing badass, clip yourself into your boat, fold your shanty up, and if you do go through, your shanty doesn't go through because it's on the front of the boat, and then you're moored to your boat. So worst-case scenario, I mean... You're not coming up over a grass rake on the bow, you know. It'd be a lot lower. But worst yep. case scenario, we put a fold down ladder, or something folds in, you climb out, you go home. Yeah. Instead of, cause every year, I, I didn't I didn't even look this year, but every year of the last couple of years, dude, there's been airboats rolling over. A couple years ago, there was a guy that they took their airboat out and they were crossing a patch of water and then coming back up on the ice, the bow went under, and it threw. It was two guys through Two of them. One guy swam to the hull, one guy swam for the ice, and they found the guy that swam for the ice a few days later. But the guy that, that swam to the hull, Coast Guard ended up rescuing him. And it's, Damn. it's like, I can't necessarily help that scenario, right. but those guys that go out there just fucking with their quad or their snowmobiles pulling their shanties like, they have to get rescued because fucking big-ass chunk of ice breaks away and they're... It's like, dude, if you're out there with an airboat, you could at least load up a sled or two, maybe if you if you have a ramp or you could at least rescue the guys and then have whoever go get the fucking skis, you know, but it's like yeah. if people if more people aren't out there with that capability, people are gonna keep dying. And oh, yeah. that's our people, yeah. dude, sportsmen. Like if one guy can dump hundred and fifty grand into a badass airboat that runs dry in his yard, that's awesome but if he's out there fishing and then something happens, like hopefully he's known enough in that community or people that know whoever's in danger, know him and can say, Hey, while you're out there, or while you're 10 miles away, can you run out and rescue this guy? Like right. we, we got to take care of each other, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's, uh, good point is like, you know, uh, scanners, like they're, pretty much dead. They're pretty much non-existent. Like yeah. I remember going to friend's houses when I was young and they'd have a fucking scanner set up on the dresser or something.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Fucking sing off all the fucking time throughout the day, the night, mm-hmm. but they wanted to know what was going on around them anymore. It's like people c- couldn't give a shit less. And I think that if you had where you would really benefit or be able to help others with is if you had something along that line, like a local scanner or something set up, you know, yeah. it goes off every couple of minutes, you know, and it's a whole lot of nothing. But that one time that like, hell, I think you can get them on your phone. Yeah. Apps on your phone. <clears throat> the one time that fucker goes off, it's like, hey, somebody's breaking through the fucking ice right now, they're calling for help, rally the fucking helicopter, you know, you're hearing that shit come over the scanner twist that key and get fucking moving. Yeah. You can be the first one there. You might actually save a life.
0: Especially those guys that, I mean, and I don't mean this to sound insensitive, but especially those guys that are balling and they're, they got nothing better to do but spend their day enjoying their life, you know? Like, eventually I want to get to that point. Oh, yeah. And I admire those people that are there. You know, I'm glad they're there, even if they're assholes. I'm glad they're there. But, especially those guys that really have no plans throughout the day or have no obligations other than maybe taking a couple work calls. What do you want to do today? Oh, I don't know. Like those guys that have that those means and that time, we need them to not be feeling like they're ostracized or looked down on for I don't know, being, being rich, right, right. Being overly confident in their abilities or whatever. Like, Hey, I can't hang out with this guy or I can't, I don't want to go hang out with these people because they're just going to see
1: they're not on my level,
0: (laughs) right. My $250,000 truck and boat, you know, (laughs) that I show up with it's like, dude, we love you just the same. I mean, the fact that you have, it says that you enjoy the sport at a level. I enjoy it because that's a dream I have, you know,
1: right. Like, hell, if I had your money, I'd be in the same fucking, I'd have the same boat and truck. Exactly. You know?
0: Dude, exactly. Maybe a different color, but, you know, right. that's, that's it. Yep.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, like I just. a different color for sure. <laughs> I just feel
0: like there's a lot of um, is- isolation when it comes to means in the outdoor activities. Like, um, dude. All right. Shooting. In general, right? You buy a gun, you spend a grand. Like I just bought a M&P 2.0 competitor.
2: Nice.
0: Okay. Then you go and buy a thousand rounds for it. Three, four hundred bucks. Yeah. So it's like you're fifteen hundred deep, and you're gonna the three, four hundred is consumable. Yeah. And I, I feel very. I don't want to say privileged because it's not something that was given to me, but I feel very fortunate to be in the position where I can afford to do those little things for myself. I could put the money somewhere else probably, but you work, you want to give yourself something in return.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, I've I've done the same thing. So totally relatable.
0: But we both know people that have guns and they can't afford to shoot them. Yeah. Or they have a gun they want to buy, but they can't afford to buy it, let alone the ammo to shoot it. And that's, a huge barrier just to get into the shooting sports and then you start looking at people that they don't have the time to go out and scout let's say for deer hunting let alone put a thousand dollars into a bow to have and they're thinking okay i got a month and a half to bow hunt i'd rather invest in that than a gun so instead of a two-week season i got a month and a half i don't have the $1,000 to put into that, and then the camo, and then the fucking tree stains, and then the property, the scouting, and then, oh, I got to shoot my bow in the yard, you know, and the arrows are fucking 150 bucks to get them rigged up, you know, it's like, just, just the barrier to entry, I feel like we could really help each other out with hand-me-downs, like yeah, saying, hey, holy. you know, this old bow, like with your kids, of course, you're going to give your kids a bunch of shit, but. You know, like like when you were talking about uh, the silent auction, I was thinking, I definitely could have scrounged up some funds to donate, but I also probably have a few items, whether it's in my arsenal or whatever, that somebody would have value for that I don't use as often as I would like, or at all, that I would more than will be willing to donate. And then just, you know what I mean? Like, that's the type of shit that, not just in the sportsman community, but I think all of us. And like you were saying with the scanners is what kind of put me onto this thought is, like, social media, you have the feeling that you're keeping up with the Kardashians, quote-unquote, because you see that, hey, okay, this guy got married. Oh, okay, okay, this, this guy just lost his mom or whatever, but that's not real-time. No. And the real-time is it's when It's not it, fast, enough. Right. Thank you. That's when it matters is real-time, knowing that, okay, there's, you know, a rollover over on this intersection... You're two miles away from yeah. if you have any sort of first aid experience or whatever, or mechanical experience. Like,
1: you know, we gotta get this fucking door off. Exactly. Something, you know.
0: And how do you do that? If you have a tool shed, you say, okay, I can probably do a lot with a sawzall and a fucking, you know,
1: yeah. 30 saw- pound. You know. Tell you what, a sawzall chew a car door to pieces real quick.
0: Yeah. And that's the type of thing that if we had more access to the scanners or whatever, we could help each other more by saying, hey, I may not be able to assist with the stoppage of bleeding, but I can definitely get him out of that vehicle before it right. burns, and you know? The
1: whole roof off of that thing.
0: Yeah. And then <laughs> well, you have...
1: Like, like, or if there's, like, uh, so a uh, guy that I work with, he tells a story. I've heard the story once or twice, which, you know, maybe makes it once all the way through. And, uh, he was in, he's involved in an accident. I don't think he was driving. He was in a truck, pickup truck with a bunch of other people. Anyway, they ended up flipping the truck and he was trapped in the truck, under the truck, in the bed area, if I remember right, or something. Wow. And, uh, so the other people that were able to get out ran down the road to one of the parents' house and he had a, a backhoe. They fucking run that backhoe. They're calling 911 to run the backhoe down there. They're going to lift this truck up. The fucking cops beat him there. And they're like, you're not fucking touching that truck. Why? Like, you are not lifting that truck up because you could kill him in there if something goes wrong. Like, so he literally sat in this truck laying in fucking gasoline, getting chemical burns and shit because the cops wouldn't let him lift the fucking truck up to get the guy out.
0: It's like of all people that are going to know how to lift an item.
1: It'd be it's the motherfucker be... driving a goddamn backhoe with a <laughs> yeah. bucket full of chains. I don't know, maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe, dude. I mean, look at this greasy, giant fucking bastard. You think he's going to screw around and try to hurt?
0: The do something to, to, to hurt save.
1: somebody under that truck? No. He's going to get him the fuck out of there.
0: He's probably going to double-chain the axles.
1: Oh, yeah, he's going to chain it right to the axle right around the frame or whatever. Yeah, somewhere yeah, it's, it's not going to It's going to come pop. up nice and slow, somebody's going to be watching. You know,
0: There's going to be two people reaching in there, dragging that fucker out so he doesn't have to roll...
1: Yeah, you know, exactly. But, yeah, I, I, like he tells this story all the time, which obviously this story, he doesn't know it firsthand. He's unconscious for the majority of it. So he remembers bits and pieces of it. But it is being told to him from the perspective of the motherfucker going down there in the backhoe and the other people in the truck with him. Like, yeah. like dude, <laughs> why would you not do everything that you possibly could? Like, I'm sorry, but.
0: Arrogance, I'm, dude.
1: Yeah. I, I'd probably lose my fucking shit.
0: Yeah, yeah. He'd be occupied putting me in the back of his cruiser while somebody was hooking right. chains on. Yeah. You know what I mean, dude? I got him. I got him. He's right. busy. Lift him up.
1: Yeah. Want to fight all of us or what? <laughs> yeah, dude. Exactly.
0: The dude's not stepping out of that backhoe. So right. you first backhoe, I guess. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> you know? There we go. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah, I don't know that's one of the things that blew my mind. Like you know, the it. Like back to like, if you had a air, nice airboat, you're out ice fishing. You had a scanner, you were able to help. Same thing, you know. He was there, unknowingly, but he was able to help when they, when his kid came to the door. He's like, "Hey, we gotta get the fuck down here. This is what's going on. Call nine one one. Get the fuck back. get get the chains. They're willing, ready, prepared for it. I'm gonna get this fucking truck off of this kid, and fuck cops. Tell you no. And but They're that's fucking block you out. They're like, well. Fucker.
2: Well, <laughs> fuckers. <laughs>
0: well, that's exactly what you just said, dude. Willing, able, and ready. Oh, fucking piece of shit. I always forget to do that because notifications usually don't go off. There's right. there's quite a bit. It just adds to the humor of right. how chaotic this <laughs> <Yeah>. is. <laughs> We're in one of my old girl rooms, you know what right. I mean? But yeah, dude, Uh, that's the thing is if you're not, if you're not, ready. And I'm not saying prepared knowledge-wise as a whole. If you're prepared knowledge-wise but don't have a tool, you're not fucking ready. No. Like, you might be ready to lend some knowledge, but you're not ready to engage in that scenario. Then if you have a tool but no knowledge on how to use it, you're not ready. Right. There could be more detriment. But when you, like you said, when you're willing and you're able, dude, it's...
1: Oh, yeah. Willing, able, ready to fucking do what you gotta do, and then Somebody shuts you down? Fuck, yeah. Fuck, yeah you know. like, I, having more willing and able to people everywhere would be... Phenomenal. It, it wouldn't do anything but help society as a whole. It would help people realize that they can rely on their neighbor, their friend, or even a person they don't know to have their back if they really needed it.
0: And the, those words hit hard because what do we have in society right now? We have... People that don't trust their neighbor, they don't talk to their neighbor. No. Uh, you got people that are <clears throat> concealed carrying without any sort of training or preparation. They're just—it's just in just the case they might go to the range once a year, if ever. They just buy a gun and put it. In. It's like it's—they right. don't realize there's a break-in period, and then you can't just fucking shoot under pressure like they think they can do, and then they kind of lean on the fact that, oh, if I brandish this, if I show it, it's going to stop the threat when it's actually going to escalate it. Like, there's no training. And then you got people, kids mainly, they're bullying each other online, and then that's leading to suicide. And it's like, if you know that you can go talk to your mom and say, hey, so this bitch is calling me fat and ugly and worthless, what's the harm in that? you know if you know that you can go and get comfort even if it's not from your mom but from one of your friends moms or somebody that is out there and that's in a scenario with these <clears throat> people on kids online talking shit but if you know that 99.9% of the time you go out in public nothing happens and when it does it's usually something like you might see somebody get rear-ended or you might have somebody banging on you know, a window getting crazy. The first reaction isn't to pull your gun out and be like, get the fuck out of here. It's to do like you did, dude. You close the door, you remove yourself. Like if we got people to understand that you can run to the neighbor and say, Hey, I don't know you, but this person needs help. And they're more than likely not going to shoot you off their front porch and be like, I'm going to come out and help. Like that would do nothing but rebuild this country. And I feel like, It's got to start somewhere. And I've been kind of mulling this over since my last solo because I sat down with some notes and I did a train wreck of a job with the Rebuilding America thing, dude. But, like, I'll probably come back to it when I got to do another solo. But it's like I've I've been trying to think of it since then. Like, where would you start? And I keep leaning to the education system because, like, but. Exactly, dude. That's the thing is like Man. the way the education system's going now, I don't even fully trust in that anymore. I, so it's like I
1: would not trust in that. So like, where do we like, start? The starting point is going to have to be by example. And the people that are watching you as the example would have to want to make the country better, to make this world better. Because the education system isn't going to do it. They've no. already shown us that they can't even fucking decide what goddamn bathroom to pee in. <laughs> and I'm talking about like the the school, the public school where you send your kids, where there is literally X gender is now Y gender. And it's using the opposite bathroom that it used to, but you can't tell them no, or you're the fucking bigot piece of shit. Yeah. Or your principal is fucking gay, and you're going to get away with it, or you know whatever it is. Like watching that shit happen in f- schools blows my fucking mind. Yeah. Like, dude, what? of all
0: places, dude, in the middle of seven cornfields, yeah, the intersection of four of them, you got fucking,
1: you got this school, and you can use the wrong bathroom in that school, and it's okay. It's yeah. really, really okay <clears throat> right now because their fucking high school principal is, what is, as gay as two two dollar bill. So, yeah, uh, and that's not. And I couldn't like Mrs. Awesome person, always had our, our back as students, uh, was you know, willing to help, would sit down and talk to you about problems. Clearly gay. Yeah. Clearly she did, a lesbian.
0: She got me out early. Right. Because she wanted me to graduate.
1: <laughs> yeah, she wanted me to graduate too. And that's why I fucking graduated and went to college and I didn't flunk out. Yeah. Between her and uh Mr. Goodspeed. Yes, yeah, dude. Dudes salvaged my fucking senior year, <laughs> dude. Mr. Goodspeed.
0: Shout out, Mr. Goodspeed, dude. Yeah,
1: for yeah. real. Shout out, Mr. Goodspeed, because
0: were you were you in those classes where he used to just let me come in and show trapping videos?
1: No, I only I only had him one time, and it was my senior year. That was my last credit I needed to graduate, and I was like failing his fucking class, <laughs> like straight up fail. <laughs> like I,
0: no hopes. Yeah,
1: like no hope. <laughs> like my. Future was riding on his, uh, what is that big, pro- his world history project oh, yeah. thing that he did? It's like 99% of your grade. Yeah. And, uh, I was also working at the time and trying to party it up with all my friends because I was fucking leaving soon. Yeah. supposed to be going to college, you know, and, uh, riding on this one fucking credit from this <laughs> one teacher. Anyway, he asked me if, uh, I could see him after class once Talk to him and this is like. Three weeks till graduation, something like that. And he's like, What are you doing? After uh you know, school's done. He's like, You're a senior, what are you doing? So I'm all set up I'm, shit, you know, this is your know, graduation day is this day, the next day. Uh I'm moving down to Nashville, Tennessee. I said, I have that night and that is it between graduation and moving, you know, all the way down to Nashville for college. And he's like I want you to put together what you can for your world history project. And I'm not saying you're going to get a good grade, but you're going to get your diploma and you're going to go to college. I'm like, that's what I fucking want to hear, dude. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember that uh, too. It was literally like a typed up like four page paper for my, this, it's supposed to be some big project, you yeah. know. The big presentation and everything. <laughs> you know, seniors get out early. That wasn't supposed to be a senior class. I just dodged it for long enough to where I had <laughs> to take it. a senior class, <laughs> yeah. dude. Yeah, and uh, actually, If I remember right, they tried to have you do that your junior year. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't. I ended up taking something else. I don't remember what. But uh, but yeah, uh, it was like some cheesy four-page paper on Rudolph Diesel. You know, the inventor of the diesel engine. <laughs> As I'm going yeah, up to a mechanic goodness. school, I'm like, here you go. That's my, that's what I got. So that's all I got. I said between work and getting ready to move and all that. I said, I probably could have done better, but this is literally what I have. And I'm leaving soon. So yeah. hopefully you pass me. <laughs> so, uh, prayers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. he, he's like, yeah. He's like, you're going to get a passing grade. I already told you that. He's like, you're set up to go to college. I'm not going to be the one to hold you behind. I'm like, fuck yeah. That's what I want to hear.
0: He's a good dude, though.
1: So, yeah, that's why I said big shout out to him because you know, it was pretty white of him. He <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was. Yeah, for real though. like, how the hell can you sit in his position and do something other than that? You know, I'd, I'd feel absolutely terrible if I was like, how could you wall? fail somebody? You, you are the wall. You're blocking <laughs> yeah. somebody from their future. Like.
0: Yeah. Oh, fuck, man.
1: That's one of those <coughs> things that that one's hung with me for a long time. Think about that one. Like any time I think about college or you know, high school or whatever, it's one of those things that pops into my mind.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah I. Uh... Yeah,
1: between him and Beetle.
0: Yeah, you know. I th- I think about Beetle quite a bit, man, because it's like if she wouldn't have done what she did to help me get out you know i mean i i got to the point i accrued more in school suspension time than i had days left <laughs> and my grade my gpa was just dropping and because i dude i had all my credits i needed but i still had to fill my schedule with classes
1: yeah.
0: and i didn't realize those went toward my gpa so i was like i don't need them so i'm signing myself out and shit then i had to have the talk with her and the principal and then ended up talking to Mongol about it and then uh they took my sign-out privileges away. Her and my grandma, or I guess Mongol and my grandma took them away. So it was just like, all right. <laughs> no I'm, signing I'm, out. I'm, I'm just leaving yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. So I did that a little bit, got in trouble. So then I doubled down. I'm like, all right, I'll go to class and not do shit but be a nuisance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, seriously, if it wasn't for them. Yeah. I do have a funny good, good speed story I'd like to tell you, but I got to go take one more pee and possibly order a piece I'm gonna go make sure she wants to make pancakes then we'll be right back if you're cool we can we can wrap it up after this if you want or whatever works say it's getting close to nine I don't know what what you got going on but glad you got to try it man yeah the rattlers are where it's at all right now I only remember this did you get a mosquito oh (laughs) I only yeah I want to fix your mic a little bit for me just just a little bit I just don't want you to have to be leaning kinking your back right Um, I was going to tell you a Goodspeed story.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, you remember Drew? Yes, I I'm, do. I'm going to bleep a couple names by the way, so. There, right, that's fine. But uh, okay, so <laughs> We're sitting in Goodspeed's class, and you remember that uh Buffalo book? Well, yep. I can't remember what it was called. But it was something about a buffalo in Michigan on a ranch or some shit. It might have not been in Michigan. I think it was in Michigan. Anyway. <laughs> We read the book. We do a little report on it. And then, uh, didn't do his reports. And he was just kind of, anytime Mr. Goodspeed would, would get up, he would just kind of talk shit to him anyway, you know. And, uh, so one day, Goodspeed's getting into it. And, uh, he goes behind his desk and he pulls out, like, two big-ass Rubbermaid containers, big clear totes. And he slaps them down in the middle of the classroom he's like, you see that? And he's walking around him. He's like, You see that right there, guys? And nobody says anything. And he's like, That's fifteen years of my life. And without missing a beat, Drew goes, What a waste. <laughs> and dude, <laughs> and dude waste. He just stood like straight up, dude, got red oh in the God. face and kicked him out. Like <laughs> he's just like <laughs> just like talking about the book and all the research he did with the guy and stuff.
1: What a waste. <laughs> <laughs> Some fucking 15, 16 year old kid. What a waste. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. Just fucking gone.
2: <laughs> oh, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But for... uh There was probably like... From November to February was probably every other week he used to let me come in and just play like a trapping video just like me checking my trap line even if it was for like 15 minutes because he used to trap and uh he used to trap beavers pretty heavy and um he was pretty a muskrat too but he was pretty interested in my muskrat trapping because i was mainly trapping muskrats from november to early January, then I'd transition into like, coyote, fox that type of shit. You know, raccoon and mink too, yep. through November and stuff, and he uh, he would just let me come in and show off fucking 15 minutes, sometimes half hour
1: Damn.
0: you know, and then after a half hour or whatever a lot of the tapes would start they'd end, you know yep. that was pretty cool, man but he just yeah, wanted I, people to have the experience and I think it tied into a little bit About, like, uh, American history, too, because, I mean, fuck, dude. That's kind of how the West was one. Was I mean, the first millionaire or billionaire was a beaver trapper.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean. You
0: you know what I mean? So Yeah,
1: some of the wealthiest, you know, when you go way back when, some of the wealthiest, yeah, they were trappers. Yeah. Because they had what people needed.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And if you wanted to stay warm.
1: You're going to pay the man for the fur.
0: Yeah. If you couldn't go kill it and have somebody to tan it and tailor it, Hell. you were paying for it. It was a garment. To this day, yeah. I still want, like, a beaver blanket. I think that'd be the fucking swag, dude. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. It'd be fucking sweet. Just got a
0: beaver comforter, dude. <laughs> for real dude for real that and I want I want one of my fucking uh, one day I want to have like a 2500 or 3500 HD with the entire headliner done in
1: coyote fur that would be sweet
0: (laughs) like that like that fur wall and get them to the Greek dude
1: coyote fur dash mat you ever seen the people that put dash mats up keep their dash from cracking in the sun I think a coyote dash mat would be pretty fucking legit too
0: bro Holy shit. The whole thing into yeah. the headrest trimmed in fucking coyote. Oh, yeah, there you go. To, to, looks like you're wearing a parka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I will have one.
1: Yeah. I mean, the dash mat would be pretty fucking easy. and You only need like two dogs.
0: Yeah, if that. You get a good big one, stretch them out a little bit, tan yeah. them up.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, you probably would need to because they're not full width the whole length. They, right. they taper off, but. Let me see what time I called on that pizza just so I have an yeah. idea of what uh Okay, so I got about ten minutes. Well Yeah, about tenish minutes. Yeah. Well, did you have any uh anything else you wanted to plug or
1: Oh man without my notebook? Oh, you know what? There was one I was thinking about when we were talking about uh elk and how I wouldn't hunt one in Michigan. I wanted to get your opinion because I remember hearing I can't remember which episode it was that you'd done in the past that I was listening to when I wrote this note, but, uh, a lot of the people that I used to hang out with in the gun stores shit, like, I used to just go in there and fucking plop my ass down at the counter and drink yes. coffee and talk shit with them. Yep. When, uh, especially when, uh, Watts Ammunition was still open in St. John's. And, uh, one of the things we used to talk about quite often was, uh, one buck limit in the state of Michigan mm-hmm. to bring our mature bucks up to like the ohio standard like you look at the bucks they got in ohio they're a whole lot more mature than the bucks we have here in michigan i know i'm guilty as fuck of it because i just tried to fill my freezer i guess mm-hmm. I have i've been so fucking busy the last like i don't know four or five six years to where it's like i'm freaking dumping something i gotta put something in my freezer like this year we didn't get out until super late mm-hmm. so the one deer that we put in the freezer wasn't enough it's fucking gone yeah so now we're buying fucking beef it's like fuck it <laughs> sucks <laughs> i want that medicine i want it you know on hand ready to fucking go but yeah, yeah. This, this is one of the things we talked about is a you know instead of having the combo tag you can still do a combo with like a bucket of dough but instead of having the two buck tag limit just take it down to one wanted to you get your opinion on that
0: honestly dude i'm all for it And let me caveat by saying this because I haven't been able to harvest a deer in probably, well, the old lady and I have been together seven years. And the last time I shot a deer was before we got together, like that season before. Yeah.
1: It's been a while.
0: Dude, it's. Life's gotten busy. I mean, yeah, I still get out, kill rabbits, squirrels, that type of shit, you know. You
1: can call me when you go out kill rabbits. I miss going fucking <sighs> rabbit hunting. Dude. I've been rabbit hunting forever. I love bunny
0: hunting, dude. Yeah. Just I mean, even though you're just burning more calories than you're going to get back, it's oh, like. Yeah. But, dude, like, honestly, fish has been a big part of my freezer fill. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it kind of sucks. I mean, we've recovered a couple of deer that have been hit, like, in front of us. We saw one leave my grandma's. do dude hit it, old man. I threw it in the back of the Jeep, brought it home. Uh, her dad has been pretty good about getting us venison, but it's like I've, I've personally made the uh, mental switch that this year has got to be the year that I start clicking back into that gear because I'm hoping this podcast takes off within the next five, and then I'm doing bigger hunts like out west, and I don't want to just be going in rusty like some city slicker. You right. know I mean, yeah. I know, I know I've got the skills and some of the experience, but it's not, even though I'm in the woods and I'm not killing deer, there's still part of the skill that comes with maintaining your, your focus with an elevated heart rate and all that shit. You yeah. Know? But Definitely. I want to caveat that by saying it's been a few years since I've killed a deer. Last one was with my bow too. So there is that. <laughs> but, right. but I think it's, um, <clears throat> past due. Honestly, yeah. um, the buck to doe ratio is kind of getting out of hand. Um, it seems like a lot of the guys that hunt, especially in the Southern part of the lower peninsula, that's all they're about is the buck yeah. and they'll shoot whatever. They might go up for a week deer camp Yeah, and they want to shoot two Anything bucks. Anything with antlers. Yeah.
1: That's all they buy is they buy that combo tag and they're done for the year, me Last year, I didn't even buy the combo tag. The year before that, I didn't even buy the combo tag. I bought one doe tag, one buck tag, because that was enough. We figured it'd be two to three deer is what we would need. Now I'm thinking, that was fucking funny, four to five deer. Okay. Yeah. Now I might be able to justify that combo tag. But at the same time, like, you know, when I was big on Facebook, I was on Facebook a lot before... You know, my health problems and all the shitty people I had to fucking deal with. Uh, it was, you know, I would preach on there to people like, hey, why the fuck do you need two buck tags? And i just go out if you're, like, come on, dude. Well. You know, go out and shoot a couple of does or something. You know. Go, go out and find, go out, I challenge you. Still go out and shoot a buck. Go out and try to find a 200-pound doe. She's going to be just as smart as them old fucking bucks are. She ain't going to come anywhere near you. It's, to go, it's still going to be a fucking challenge. Dude. Get her on a fucking scale. I want to see a 200-pound doe.
0: That's, um, I'm glad you said that because kind of where I where I was thinking is, like, personally now I'd need to put three, maybe four in the freezer to get us from season to season, and that's with having fish in the freezer, squirrel, like, I love squirrel-topped burgers, you know what I mean? Instead of bacon, dude, saute up some squirrel, fuck, a little oh. barbecue, bomb. Squirrel burgers are bomb. Just like little shit like that. Having a couple rabbits, where even if you know she doesn't want to eat it, that's something where I can make a little side dish here. Okay, I'll thaw out a couple tenderloins and a couple quarters. Boom. You know, there's my little side dish while I'm making you whatever some pan loins or whatever. You know. But I don't want to get too off on this because we do got to wrap it up pretty quick. But I think you'll back me up on this. How many people, and I live in a small city now, it's more of a town, but how many people from a small city or town that haven't, not necessarily haven't been raised with our background or dabbled in our area, kind of set roots, but they don't have the, um, because that is part of it, but some people can make the transition to eating stuff they harvest. How many people want the i don't want to say street cred how many people want the street cred of shooting a big buck how many people want the jerky and the summer sausage
1: there's a whole lot more people out there that are hunting for inedible antlers than there are people hunting for me
0: and the jerky and, and the sausage bro
1: yeah i mean
0: people don't want the burger my old lady doesn't like burger. The kids won't eat it blah blah blah. It's like if that's all you have, you give them a month and their palate is going to change
1: yeah for real
0: if they need to, if you need to cut in pork Take- fat or fucking beef tallow whatever you need yeah you need to cut something in dude if you want summer sausage or fuck if you want breakfast sausage there's there's butchers out there that'll make that
1: oh yeah there there's a lot of them. a lot of the pla- a lot of the regular processors will work with somewhere who does a specialty meat and yeah. they will get you what you want. Like, if not, a lot of those places that do make it will take your burger and turn it into it.
0: Yeah. And brats, dude. Like, yeah, fuck yeah. like brats. there's, that's the thing I think people kind of have the disconnect with is they think of a deer as jerky or steaks. They don't see the burger. They don't see the breakfast sausage. They don't see the brats. They don't see the roast. Like they see jerky. They want to open a bag of jerky. But then when you go and you price out 60 pounds of jerky, they're like, fuck, dude, I spent 50 on my, you know, my tags, like, and I shot one deer. I can't afford $900 in jerky off this one deer, let alone another deer. So I'm just going to hunt for those fucking antlers. And it's like, that's cool. You know, if you're buying a, a fucking quarter cow or a half cow and a half pig, I, dude, I commend that just the same because you're giving to a farmer. Who's going to put that money back into his livestock? You know, you're helping out somebody locally. And I'm guilty of it now, but when you go shopping for fucking six, seven pack of chicken breasts, and then you go and you get 10 pounds of fucking burger here, or you get a fucking 10 pound pork butt there, it's like you're getting by, but really, if you put the time in, you do a little bit of resource looking. Like I, I know exactly where I'm going to take my deer to get it processed. Because I'm going to process it at home. I'm going to break it down. I'm going to put my steaks up. I'm going to put my roasts up. And then I'm going to take whatever meat I have. If I don't grind it, I'm going to send it somewhere to have tallow cut into it. Or I'm going to have jalapeno cut into it and have it put into brats. Like I've got a plan. Yep. And I feel like a lot of these guys, their plan is to hunt the big buck. And that's it.
2: Yep.
0: And this kind of comes back to to the initial question is i think one tag is all you need right now until we get a more stable mature buck population and i know i'm going to get hate and flack but if if we're going to be putting money into the resource cuz deer are a resource they're basically a fucking farm animal now all these cornfields you mow the corn where are they you know what i mean so it's like if we're going to be if we're going to be putting money into our resources dude like, and we want to get more money. There's a lot more money for an out-of-state tag than there is for, for like, you or me that's a resident. So become a big buck paradise. Become, become a state that's going to be a dream hunt. Not necessarily the UP, maybe, because you know how sparse it is oh, up there. that's pretty sparse. But there's bear up there. There's other things that you can do up in the UP that brings the tourism. But in the northern lower or even the mid-lower or even the far south lower. Like there's no reason that we can't turn it into a big buck paradise, and then you start mitigating the doe population. Those that really do want meat and they're hunting for sustenance, they have it.'re they're not they're not cutting into the mature buck population the same way that you know somebody with again, you got four on one side, you got a four on one side tag. How many times have you heard somebody say, well, I counted four. They shoot a seven point. They're like, I counted the four on the one side. I tagged out. It's like, bro, you should have let him walk. Like you were just saying he was with three does. Yeah. You know,
1: three does like three kids. He's going to (laughs) have
0: right. Dude. So it's like now, now you just took it from a 25% buck population out of the four deer to a 0% buck population out of the three deer.
1: Yeah. Well, you could, uh, well, like I said, I was laughing a minute ago because, uh, you said they're like farm animals. Well, my wife and I, we call them forest cows. Which <laughs> we're like, oh, there's deer over there. No, they're like, hey, look at all the forest cows in the field. It's, I'm serious too. They are, like, dude. Yeah. That's literally what we call them. And the next thing I was going to say is, uh, you could actually raise the price of the buck tag to encourage doe hunting. Yeah. And I'm like- yeah, I'll probably get kicked in the nuts somewhere for this, but <laughs> so, what the fuck do you mean? You got to raise the price. Why don't you lower the cost of the dough? Like that money goes, that's the one group of the government where I think money is managed okay is in conservation because that money from your tags goes to conservation. Yeah, It's not like paying a fucking income tax where that money goes into a pool that lines pockets of people who work- three-day weeks and half every fucking holiday you could imagine off. Or a parking ticket. Yeah, yeah, a parking ticket or whatever it is. So, yeah, they could slightly raise the cost of the buck tag to deter people from hunting bucks as well as limiting it to one buck tag and maybe even a slight slight decrease in the cost of a doe tag to encourage the meat hunters, the people who are out there foraging, to go out and get food, not (sighs) trophies.
0: And honestly, dude, I'm going to end on this statement. Yep. Um, I'll let, I'll let you wrap it up with some plugs, but I'm going to end on this. I end every episode with get outside and take a kid with you. Yeah. There's no better way to train a kid to be a successful hunter, a successful deer hunter, than to teach him how to respect the resource for one, and to teach him how to ethically harvest the resource for two, or her. And if you take your kid out and they start seeing does as a nuisance, not a nuisance that they're going to do anything about, but, okay, all I've seen tonight is does. All I saw last night was does. All I'm going to see tomorrow is does. I look out in the fucking field, all I see is does. If you don't teach them to manage that resource, it's not going to happen. I mean, they're our next generation. We're not going to probably be around to see the true benefits of it, but the, the thing is it's got to start somewhere. And then if you can teach a kid to ethically harvest an animal, we're better to start than with a doe that needs to be managed anyway. So when Sick. they do botch a shot or whatever, you don't lose a trophy buck. You yes. don't lose and again, the heartbreak's going to be the same. They, they yes, shot an animal, they lost it, but the lessons are going to be there and it's not going to be geared around well, he was a massive buck, he was my first buck. No. Once you're a few Doughs in, and I'm not saying that they're expendable because they're not, right, no. but they need to be managed right now. And if you can in a way train, practice you're you're eating steaks and you look to your kid and you say, thank you for this meal. That is going to mean more to him than when he looks up and sees a fucking shoulder mount on the wall that yeah. you know what I mean?
1: I got to throw one thing in real quick before we yeah, wrap it up. this up. Do it up. So I see uh, you know online a lot a lot of kids' first deer is a buck. Massive. Either massive or entirely immature. Yeah, one or the other, yeah. It's not very often you see like, okay, that's healthy, respectable, not massive buck. It's either they're shooting a massive buck or they're shooting an immature buck. But it seems like it's always a buck for the most part. Yeah. I took Bentley out for the hunting, deer hunting for the first time where he's actually carrying a gun. And uh, his first deer, and just like you said... If they botched the shot, which he did, he shot at it four times and she never ran, but he ended up hitting her in the rear quarter and we didn't find her until like a day and a half later. The deer was not any good. Yeah. Which sucked. And yeah, that that broke his heart. And him and I, we sat and we talked about it numerous times. I mean, he's like, man, if I would have had a scope on this shotgun, because we got the shotgun kind of last minute with some iron sights. Yeah. Because, man, if I would have had a scope, I don't think that would have happened. I'm like, yeah. I said, you're right. But, you know, you're. this is something he's going to learn from. He made that mistake on the doe. Unfortunately, yeah, the deer went to waste, but he got to take a picture with his first deer. Yeah. And you know, it was a doe and that's mainly what we hunt when we're up there. We're gun hunting. It's late in the season. Actually, you know, we'll hunt the doe seasons, the early doe, the late doe, because we're not out there for trophies, man. We're (laughs) out there, fill the freezer. You want to hunt a trophy? Make sure that freaking freezer's got something in first. Exactly. And a lot of people do that. Backwards of what we do, and they get pissed when we go out there and we start whacking dose in postseason. Yeah, They're like, man, I'm trying to hunt these bucks, man. Get the hell out of here! Like, no,
0: it's like, I'm no. gonna do what I'm gonna do. Yeah, I got it. Well, I gotta eat for one, and then, um, I mean, you know what? If I'm out there on October 9th and a doozy walks through, I'll really think about shooting them, but before I really think about shooting them, I'm thinking of weather, I'm thinking of how quick have I got to get to them, you know what I mean. And I, again, not that does are expendable, but I know I have a little bit more lenience with a doe because you can go get a couple dough tags right now. Yeah. Like if for whatever reason you have to back out for the night, you put a shitty shot on her and you can only salvage half of her, three quarters of her. You know that you can salvage what you can, but you can make up for that. One, you don't burn a tag, right? But how shitty would it be if Bentley would have shot a buck? And then the only trophy he had of it was the head. He didn't have any meat. He didn't get to sit down and eat dinner with it.
1: I don't think he would have learned as much from that, to be honest. I don't think that would have been a healthy experience, an ethical experience. I want him to be, to start out like I did, to be humbled just to go out there and sit in the woods, to be able, and then to, you know, to go out there just with me and sit in the woods, then to be able to go out there and carry a gun the next step. Then to go out there and shoot at a deer, whether he hit it or not. I didn't know if he was getting hit or not. Right. He did end up hitting the deer. She took herself off up in the woods and couldn't find her, you know, like I said. And I think that was a healthier experience for him than it would have been to just go out there and like dump a buck and have the same thing happen and only have the trophy left behind. Right. I think it's better off to have in that case, the memory than the trophy. Like, you know, obviously he would still have those antlers if it were a buck. Now he has nothing but the memory and all the leading memories. There's nothing to, uh, show his friends, right? Well, he's got pictures he can show his friends, but there's nothing to take away from it. Like indefinitely to take with you. You have to use the memories then rather than these antlers that I'm physically holding. And I remember holding these antlers up when they were attached to the deer, even though the deer wasn't any good. Right? He has only the memory of the deer, the shots taken, the lead up, the looking for it until he found it the next day. And then he has the memory of, hey, the deer was spoiled. We can't process this. I think it's, like I said, I think it's better for him. That way, I think it was a really good experience for him.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And, uh, I know I said that was going to be the last thing, but just super quick. I think that, uh, that experience is going to make him a better hunter. In a more ethical hunter. Because it starts with being being able to put yourself in a position for a better shot. But then it also becomes, I remember making a terrible shot, how bad I felt. Then he goes through a checklist, can I make this shot? Is this an ethical position to make this shot? Is she in range, right? Can I make it? Can I make the shot? And then why did she spoil? If it was 30 degrees out, she probably wouldn't have spoiled. But it's 60 degrees out right now. Am I going to be able to make the shot and then recover her? And then now do I have the time and the means to go out, find her, recover her, and get her processed to a point where I can let her sit overnight to cool? Can I get her gutted? Can I get her hided? Whatever I got to do sure to make sure that I can maintain what I'm out here to do. you
1: know? No. So. Yeah, that's definitely a good thing. I'm actually going to have to talk to him about that. Because one of the things, you know, that we didn't really talk about was the weather. It was a perfect, it was a clear shot. It wasn't a long shot, but like I said, it was a relatively new gun to him. It was iron sights. He didn't, you know, it was his first time ever shooting at a live animal. Yeah. It was a freaking deer. It wasn't a rabbit. It wasn't a squirrel. It was a freaking deer. That puts a lot of pressure on somebody who is 12 years old. Yeah. And I think he did a good job. I'm. Proud of him for it.
0: Yeah. And yeah. as long as you reinstate that and you don't harp on the the negatives of it, you kind of let him come around on those on his own and you guide him through that. And you yeah. say, it's not all bad because you learned this, you learned that.
1: Well, yeah. He's going to learn from it. So yeah, yeah. I think we got to wrap this up though. Yes, sir.
0: Well. Uh, like
1: you always say, man, take your kids outside, do something with them outside, take them fishing, take them hunting, let them learn from it. Yeah. Let them make mistakes. It's okay. You don't have to stop your kid from tangling his fishing line up on the edge of the boat or in your in the dock or something. Let them learn from it. Let them try.
0: Dude, it's, I'll even go to the extreme. Let them get poison ivy. Let them get a hook oh yeah, in their I can, thumb. You done know?
1: It. Everybody's done it at some point.
0: You let them pick the wrong thing. Like if you're out mushrooming or whatever, asparagus, you let them pick the wrong thing and then you tell them why it's not the oh. right thing. You let them go through that confidence loop of, oh, I can eat this. And then the second you tell them that, well, you pick something that might kill you. They're going to be going into the next event with a little more forethought and they're going to have a little less confidence. So that just means they're going to be making sure that they're doing the right. And again, with the shot, you know what I mean? Like, it's not bad, but anyway, I didn't want to interrupt you.
1: All right. All right.
0: All right, sir. Well, one more time, your YouTube.
1: Uh, Homestead underscore operator.
0: Homestead underscore operator. And then did you yeah. want to plug the Facebook or anything like that? You got any uh, Facebook for the no, page? No, I
1: do not at the moment. If I do, I mean, it'll be thrown up on there somewhere. Yeah. Like I said, I'm really new to it, so don't expect anything too crazy. But I, like I said, I try to take clips when I can when I think about it and <laughs> mash them all together into something. Sometimes it turns out pretty good. but.
0: Dude, you got yeah. almost nine thousand views on one, if not more than that. So.
1: Yeah.
0: so, well, shit, man, I really enjoyed the hell out of this, and I, uh, yeah, I can't here. wait. I can't wait for the next one. So, just let me know when you're free, and uh, or at least hit me up, see what the schedule is like, and then, right. like I said, I'm only about a week out. So, if we got to schedule, something a couple weeks out, we can do that.
1: Right? So. Yeah, we'll probably shoot. Actually, you know what? I will get a hold of you. We got a vacation coming up next month. We're going down to Ohio. Maybe after, after? that. We'll set something up that way. Maybe if something cool happens there. I can throw it in and
0: perfect. You know, perfect. And give, then, me,
1: give me time to get through the rest of what you have already recorded that I can listen to, and then you know, like like I said, I'll try not to forget my fucking notebook yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, until then.
1: Yeah, until then. Take your easy.
0: I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Pig. If you would like to support this podcast, please like and subscribe, rate and review. And follow on social media at Whistlepig Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. You can email questions or comments to WhistlepigPodcast at gmx.com. That's G is in girl, M is in man, X as in x-ray.com. And until you hear from me again, get outside, take a kid with you, and stay free.